I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone 
your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright.
broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep, why you live alone, and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did. Body's got me weak. You moats out in the sheets. You make a center out of me. I'm a need a priest. And I'll be singing, Holy Mother of Moses. I just want to buy you roses. Open every door that closes. And kiss you to your toes is I like your soul baby you got that heart and made a gold baby I'm gonna love you till I'm old baby I just wanna be your baby baby I like your soul I like your soul I like your soul I like your soul don't need to be undressing you like you're impressing Hey, and welcome 
Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. True Actually, true spiracy. True spiracy. Number, number 57. 57. 57. And to all the badass women, moms out there, happy Mother's Day. Um, obviously, you, madame. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There you go. And we went to my mom's for breakfast this morning. Well, we were supposed to go out for breakfast, but there was no way we were getting in anywhere no <laughs> so mick made us breakfast instead at my mom's house and as i told our boys i you know i love selling celebrating mother's day but understand that without that woman my mother none of us would be here so touche you know it 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 rolls uphill i yep so i um but in the absence of Actual gifts that I can give you on the air because I've already given you your gift. Yes, which was amazing. I'm so excited. I can't. I'm, anyway, like I got the most amazing gift for Mother's Day, y'all. I'm I, actually I have to go get it. I'm sorry. We have another gift. Okay, well, hold on. This is for the whole wolf pack. Um, I got this one yesterday, and I'm going to play this because this is going to be the hopefully the new lead into our new tribute video. And I want you guys to watch this because uh, the person who did this put a lot of work into it, and. Uh, it's fucking pretty badass. I think you guys will enjoy this. Check this out. can't wait to see the rest of that, that is because pretty fucking that fantastic. was pretty fucking pimp yes i was like love it damn that is going to be fucking outstanding mm-hmm. thunder 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 kicks. get the fuck oh, out of here oh. Oh. <laughs> so something to look forward to here in the future mm-hmm. so mark jason walker we looked forward to it it looked fucking pimp as shit and uh mj i know your daddy works at cern you think um maybe we could uh, like use that to resurrect justin because you know never know. we might uh tonight we're gonna today, get into that today today's name of today's episode is new rabbit holes because uh, part got, of the reason why i wore this dress which, i got i got a couple uh new rabbit holes that we're going to be looking at today as possible things that you all can start doing some research into some of it's old it's kind of a conglomeration or a connection to an old rabbit hole mm-hmm. but we're going to try and put all of it into one new, new spins new but spins. before we do that i actually got I, I kind of got two presents for Mother's Day. One from one from you, well, and the boys, which I'm so excited about, because I asked for like this this little like I wanted this drill, it's like, like a small tool set with a drill and a hammer, and it came in a bag, and instead Mick Gate got me this fucking kick ass pimp tool set. I'm so excited. No, because it's pink, y'all. First off, it's pink. 
<laughs> she just loves that fact. She couldn't give a shit less about anything else. But... No, no, I'm excited. Now I have a hammer, so I don't have to use my freaking three pound mallet all the time because I don't know what the other hammer is. You know, the hammer's in your truck all the time. Um, yeah, I've got everything. I'm so excited. So there, there you go. You know. <clears throat> and your second gift? And then my second gift is um I didn't realize quite how healthy I'd gotten. So I, I went looking for something to wear. And I mean, y'all know I'm, I'm basically a farmer now. Like I wear jeans and a t-shirt 99% of the time. Um, so I, I went looking through my dresses and I, I like started pulling out sundresses and I was like, that's way too big. That's way too big. So then I, I came, I went into my box of old clothes and I pulled, started pulling those out. And like, I mean, this is shit that I haven't worn in 16 years. Some of it. Yeah. 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 And like everything fits. And I was like, like before oh. Connor. Yeah. Even before Connor was an yeah. idea. Oh yeah. 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 From when I weighed like nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I, I put this dress on, which I mean, I love this dress. Don't get me wrong. It's great. Um, but, uh, but it was, she looks like a tent it was maker. not this big. A tent maker should be. <laughs> Where's Abu? I don't know. So apparently I lost a whole shit ton of weight and I didn't even realize it. See, it's, it's always a nice thing to walk into. So now I don't have to go shopping for clothes for vacation. I can just go dig into the boxes of old clothes that like, you know, ladies, you have those things that they don't fit you anymore. Like, be honest, you haven't worn them in years, but you just freaking love them. And you're like, someday I'm going to get back into this. I am, I'm not giving it up. Like, this is my goal dress, right? Like my goal is to get back into this dress or whatever it is. I had a whole box of those clothes. Actually, I have like six boxes of those clothes. <laughs> I was about to say my attic, my attic disagrees with you. And, uh, yeah. And now, now I, I hit my goals. There you go. I'm back. In, good, I'm, I'm in my goal clothes. Feels good. It feels it? really good. There you go. No wonder why my like size six and eight jeans have been falling off my ass. Oh. All right. Anyway. There yes, Liana, that too. It's pink. And, and then the boys will leave it the fuck alone and I will know which tools are mine. Um, so, cause I, you know, like I've randomly bought myself like an electric screwdriver and this, that, and the other, and like, they were like inside, you know, in the house. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, so oh, can I borrow that? Or mom, where's your screwdriver? And and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's gone. It's gone within seconds. No fucking clue. Never see it again. Never to see. It's probably under the child's bed somewhere. Probably. But these are pink. Yep. So that's not, you can't happen. hide them. Nope. Good luck, kid. <laughs> I'm so excited for my toolkit. Good luck. <laughs> it's bright pink. I, I don't it's yeah okay. it is what but, it is yeah see Claire I have all see I really wanted the drill because I have all kinds of plans for that I'm going to build a potato bed out of pallets um Heather and I are and uh I'm gonna um I'm gonna put up another whole line of fencing that you guys saw yesterday uh where the cucumbers have already overgrown what I have um so I've got to extend it up. So yeah, I, I have lots of uses. The child and I will be um, working hard tomorrow. So um, one of the rabbit holes that we're going to venture down um, is one that it's not really a rabbit hole per se. Um, 
it is it's the start i think we can find something to it i think it's got something it's got some teeth we just have to research i i have to research i got to start digging and find out find more about it how many people know paul harvey and his story hold on real quick sparky we all know that mcarty has a wee pink drill but i only get to use that very occasionally sparingly sparky so i want my own you can't be drilling that all the time (laughs) you know it goes bad (laughs) (laughs) they will look good with your savage body attire so really quick um Mm -hmm. paul harvey what do you guys know about paul harvey what is your what is our education does everybody know who paul harvey is paul harvey was an american broadcaster he worked for cbs radio for what 20 years 25 years like walter cronkite era shit yes yeah Um, he also worked for the nixon administration um he was the only person to be convicted out of watergate oh he was the only person to serve any jail time out of watergate Paul Harvey um, died, I think, in 1980 or 91. I think it was 91 that Paul Harvey died. He was a staple on broadcast radio for years. Um, Even uh, Rush Limbaugh, you know, gives a lot of his um, zeal to the job. One of the things about Paul Harvey, um, other than Paul Harvey always told the truth and he never lied about and we found out way later on that he never lied about Watergate. Everything that he told in Congress, everything that he told to the press, everything that he told to everybody else, he always told the truth. It wasn't until after his death that we found out that all, because all that shit became declassified, he was never guilty. He never did anything wrong. He was a patsy. Well, it's really funny. One of his recordings in 1965 re- resurfaced earlier this this year um check this out i just listened to it and tell me what you think if i were the devil if i were the prince of darkness i'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness and i'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population but i wouldn't be happy until i have seized the ripest apple on the tree the so i'd set about however necessary to take over the united states I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington, And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, 
I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Or what Joe Biden's doing. And he did for the next uh, 70 years. Yep. Yep. Wasn't that right around that time that that priest had the vision that um, God and the devil made a bargain and God gave him 75 to 100 years to completely turn mankind no, I don't know if that was 65 or not. That specific, was right around the time. That specific recording comes from 1965, and it was uh, from his radio show that he used to do after he got out of jail. Um, he has um, he has an extensive collection of his writings and his uh, ra old radio show, especially when he talked about Watergate. He was very upfront. He was not joking. And they pushed him into the corner and said that he – you know, he wasn't, they basically made him. They tried him in the court of public opinion and then exactly. threw him in actual jail. And then, and then, but then they also threw him in the, you know, the jail of public opinion too, because they basically besmirched him to a, to like AM radio. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even on FM radio. He couldn't get a job as a broadcaster anywhere. And he used to work for the Nixon administration. And he was the only guy to get convicted for Watergate. And it was like just a fucking absolute nut roll. And when I first heard about this guy, I th always thought he was a loon. You know, everybody did. Everybody said, oh, he worked for Nixon. He's a He's, conspiracy theorist. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He just knew the truth. He mm -hmm. knew what was going on. And no, that's what they branded him as, though. That's yep. how they labeled him. There's a lot of question now. There's This might actually teeter-totter into a new conspiracy theory I have because I've been doing a little bit more research into Nixon. And as you start looking at Nixon, there were so many people. So many people, if you watch Nixon and Frost, um, what's a guy that's in every fucking movie? Like it's a, uh, Kevin Bacon plays one of his security guys, one of his secret service guys that's with him all the way through from the time that he was president all the way through until he died. Um, he was one of the lifetime secret service appointments that he had. Anyway, um, this guy worked for him. One of the things that always struck me weird is uh, this guy had a military background, but he had nothing but utter respect for Richard Milhouse Nixon. I never, I couldn't understand that because the only way a military guy sees a civilian like that is that civilian has done something fucking epic for the military and has done whatever it takes. 
And this guy stood with him even after Watergate. And if you watch the Nixon Frost mm -hmm. interviews, you see how he gets involved with Frost trying to vet Frost saying, hey, look, I don't want you to display this guy. He wasn't trying to be overbearing like I don't I, I want to temper what you say. No, but he was trying to make it so everybody's view of Nixon was not the one that America had of Nixon, which was this horrible, oh, he cheated, which now as we're finding out, he really didn't. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Hillary involved in Watergate? I thought Clinton, William Jefferson Clinton was. I don't think Hillary no, was Hil involved. Hillary was one of the lawyers in Watergate. She got fired because I thought Bill she was, was so lawyer. unethical. I thought Bill was one of the lawyers. Mm -mm. No, Hillary. Anyway, it was when she was still Hillary Rodham. One of the big parts, one of the big parts is I'm finding out is there was a lot of people that had a lot of respect for Nixon. And I always ask the question, if so many people have so much respect for one man, why? It's kind of like the enthusiasm that you see with the Trump sycophants. And I'm not talking about you, Lindsay. I'm talking about the ones, you know, the cult. Yes. The ones that don't even look into it. They don't even examine for a second Donald Trump. They just completely believe. Mm -hmm. It makes me the ones think... That, the ones that stood outside in Dealey Plaza waiting for um, JFK to return. The ones... It makes me think of those. Those were the types of people just always made... But then I started looking at it, and I found that there was a lot of military guys that really stood up for Nixon. Mm -hmm. And I... Didn't know. I was like, why? Why is there this military push for Nixon and all the civilians hated Nixon? Part of it is Vietnam. He did bring everybody home from Vietnam. That was one of the big things that the military loved Nixon for. Did you ask your dad? Um, he doesn't. He never liked Nixon. Okay. So I didn't, didn't, ask. Gotcha. didn't bother wasting my time, nor did I. Mm -hmm. Ed, I didn't even bother asking him because yep. he hated Nixon too. Mm -hmm. It was. One of those things, it was really embarrassing. For the officers, it was really embarrassing. Apparently mm. for the enlisted guys, gotcha. the enlisted guys love Nixon. Yep. So I'm, I'm doing more research trying familiar. to find out. I'm wondering if Nixon was maybe like Trump 1.0. That's what I'm thinking. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering. Hmm. No, no. I know Watergate was, but... Uh, Initially, Clinton got her first big break. I, I don't remember where she got it. I don't think it was Watergate. I think that was Bill's big break for Watergate because Bill was also a lawyer. Bill's big break for Watergate was Watergate because he was already in the government. I don't know if Hillary was. However, what I do know is Hillary cut her teeth on something. And it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't white water. It wasn't white water because it was that's, something that's, that was what that caused was, Oklahoma City bombing, right? She was about to be indicted over that. And that's why they blew up Oklahoma City. Well, it was her and Bill were going to be indicted yeah, over that. But, it was um, a big uh, but money I, laundering operation through um, pay to play. It was like a yeah. pay to pay scheme. Yeah, pay whatever. Scheme. The same shit they've been doing for exactly. decades. Um, just they almost same got caught on Joe's that one. Doing. But same shit Joe just got caught doing. I, I want I I really I thought it was Watergate that Hillary was one of the original lawyers involved in Watergate. Um, going, I have to go back and research after that. Nixon, and she got fired for her unethical, um, basically for just uh, just being un, an uh, un, unethical liar. Which wouldn't surprise me. Which, at all. but no, we already knew that. that so. I, I'm going to have to do more research. I don't know about that, but that is just something I'm beginning to look at. Just another one of these possible new rabbit holes we might start going down. I just think that there's something to that. Uh, I know Whitewater was the Clintons. Yeah. It absolutely was but the that, Clintons. That 
That was after. That was that a was pay well, to play scheme. That was that well was, after that was the 90s, Watergate. Ninety six, yeah. ninety seven. Yeah, no, we're talking. I mean, we're talking about this Nixon was era. Nixon era, sixties. I mean, sixty seven. Like Hillary was like fresh out of law school. Actually, no, seventy. It would have been seventy three. Was mm -hmm. or, yeah, seventy three. He was removed from office. Mm -hmm. So it had been seventy, seventy one, seventy two, somewhere in there. What is this one? Which one are we going to here? Um. Well. Which one do you want to go to? I don't know. It's Mother's Day. You take your choice. Well, uh, why don't you start by laying out a bit of your conspiracy theory? Which one? Like the way you, the one that you, well, because I, I, you, you, you talked about a lot of things this morning and I kind of started looking into them and pulling stuff based on that. Because the other day when we were talking about the show and Mick was like, oh, I've got something huge planned and she has no idea. I thought he meant for the show. No, it was for you. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought he meant for the show. So you all know I normally plan the shows. Like I normally plan conspiracy. So yeah. she didn't do shit. I didn't do it because I thought so that she, she had everything planned. So then I was like, what the fuck? So then she picked my brain this morning and it didn't take long. And it before didn't. you know it, so we then had a show. We, we pull a show together. Um, but you were talking about well, like what I brought up before. CERN. If we want to start there, let's start with CERN. Okay. CERN's an easy one. So this is a bit of a convergence of an old one to a new one. Um, if you all aren't aware, and I don't know if you are, and Mark, Mark Jason Walker, your dad works there, so I might be falling back on you for a lot of this um, info or maybe research because I've got questions. Thank you, Liana. Lying a fact checking on the air. Hillary was fired from the Watergate investigation. All right. Like I said, yep. I don't know. I no, no, gotta no. Go I got to no, go look I know. it up. I, That's I, my problem. I was digging that out of the fucking files in my memory from years ago. So yeah, she was 27 at the time. So yeah, okay. Thank you, Lyanna. I appreciate that. Get a radio so we can chat. Salty Kamarjan wants me to do, uh, I think, HF. HF, you know, do some high frequency. Oh, okay. That's what I think he's getting at. Anyway, so... One of the big things with CERN, if you're not aware, CERN has not been turned off. Since July 7th of last year when it was turned on. How do I know the date? Because we were with Justin at the time. Heard and a, it was the day that we dropped the Georgia Guidestones. Had somebody contact me, um, somebody I haven't talked to in a while. He reached out. And he, he told me this. He said, hey, you know CERN's not off. I said, CERN's not off. I said, wait a minute, I thought they were only going active for 13 weeks. They're supposed to cycle through. He said, yeah, they can't stop it. I said, what do you mean they can't stop it? They split something. They made something. They created something. They've got an, a particle that has been racetracking around their 17-mile track at CERN for the last how long, day, babe? Since July 7th, almost a year. Almost a year now. This thing has been race tracking around it. They can't stop it. If they stop it, Justin um, will come back. Well, I I don't know. I think if they stop it, it will um, fracture time. Mm -hmm. um, I think they did that when they started it. Fracture. I think it'll fracture existence. Quite honestly, um, it is the God particle. Mm -hmm. uh, supposedly, that's what I've heard. I, I'm not. A, I'm not sure if it is, but that's the rumor going around. Is that's why they can't turn it off? Because if they, if you remember. And I know this is gay, but I've got to go to it because it's the only one that you I know you've all seen. Everybody's seen the Dan Brown uh, Angels and Demons mm -hmm. movie, right? All right. Maybe not. I mean, it is Tom Hanks, the pedo. So. It is. Yeah. You guys might not have seen it because okay. of that. But just in case you have in the movie, they start out at CERN. CERN traps what they call the God particle. 
um, they trapped it. They had a containment system for it. They had built the containment system for it. The problem with what they just did at CERN is they started something, yet they don't have a, they have no way to contain what is going on. So if this thing is zipping around there and they can't stop it, because if they stop it, it's going to cause a rip in the time space continuum. Don't you think that would be really, really, really fucking bad? So while I'm looking into this the other day, I happened to stumble back upon my revelations. And I was going through revelations. And if you remember in revelations, because we did revelations, we did a whole whole show on revelations here. Oh, yeah. A long um, one. Chapter two. Revelations chapter two. I think it's uh, paragraph six. It talks about where John said on the Isle of Patmos, where the devil can be located. And in the Bible, it talks about a city called Genoa. And it says that the, the seat of power for the devil is located in the city of Genoa. Well, doing a little research, and obviously we do our research here, and we figure out that Genoa is actually the current home or primal home city currently to Geneva, Switzerland, which also happens to be the home of CERN, which when you start putting those together, these are not just, oops, I fucked up. No, these are like, hey, look. This is planned. This is planned. Everything is planned. So if the devil and the seat of his power is at CERN, and they just created the God particle, and it's spinning around the 17-mile track doing light speed plus, um, I asked the question, what happens when they stop that particle? Uh, apparently, it'd be a quantum loop, and it would be quite unfortunate, according to MJ's dad, who works there. See, that is where my problem is. It is, uh, yeah, but it's not spelled that way. Genoa, that's Genoa spelling is, but the one that they spelled in the Bible or in... Um, in Revelation. Revelations mm -hmm. is actually the spelling of Switzerland. Yeah, Geneva. Geneva, Geneva Switzerland. It's it was what it was called at that time. So we there's there's definitely a possibility to this one being because uh, I didn't know. Did you all know that CERN was still running? I had no idea. I thought they shut CERN down because they always talk about it on TV. It runs for 13 weeks and then they shut it down. I had no idea that CERN was still going. They are still sucking power. Uh, apparently, it's starting to hit the power grids out there because they don't have they work on their own power grid but they also draw power from the outside grids supposedly well the sparky boy's being fucking hysterical that's concerning yes that is hysterical but yeah that's not good uh and if it does start a time rift what happens then if it is is it a complete loop does it just keep looping or do we actually rip time that's the next question. And if we rip dot in time, is there a way that we can hook that shit up? You know, can we rip time at a certain place where we might be able to pull somebody back through? Asking for a friend. I mean, I tried to. You time all are trying to ask me what I, we we're supposed to do. I tried to time skip, but it only worked going forward, not going backwards. Well, if they rip it, I mean, they're going to rip it. If they stop this thing from moving, it sounds like it's going to be more than just a. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a huge explosion. 
I, that's that's the way that my buddy explained it to me. I don't know. I'm not that smart when it comes to that physics particle nano bullshit. But if that is true, if they stop that and they rip time, that is not something you can put back together mm-hmm. like no. you would be able to do it if you actually sliced it with a, mm-hmm. a scalpel mm-hmm. and you precisely... No. Opened up time. He said it would be a little time. bit like the movie Inception, kind of. Well, I might have to go back and watch that one. Mm. Inception. I don't think I. Galactic Federation won't. No, but I'm asking because where's Time Force at? Fucking A. I thought Time Force was supposed to be controlling this shit. Um, there was a reason why Justin called himself Time Force. <laughs> um, is this the next one or is that one? It, which one was the CERN one? I, I think it was the. Second one. I don't know. You just loaded them. I just loaded and them. And they were, yeah. So check in there and see which ones they are. Um, this one. It's this one. Okay. All right. There you go. They reached the singularity 2014, April 4th through CERN. No, I I knew that, but there was something else that they, they did. They did something else. They've mm-hmm. started something they can't stop. That's what I'm being told. That's what I'm being told. And it's just constantly floating around that 17-mile track, and they're not stopping it because they're afraid if they stop it, they can't capture it, and the the wall at CERN won't absorb it. It's going directly through the wall at CERN. Um, Lindsay, more like Uriel is the master of time. Uriel is the archangel in charge of time, and Justin was supposed to be Uriel's vessel. So that is why Justin called himself Time Force. Dickhead. CERN, the European organization for... So I'm going to... Hold on. Let me blow this up. This is a video that we have. And it came out of YouTube. You found. I did. And is this current? Uh, it's uh, I mean, within the last month or two. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty current. Let's see what the fuck's going Maybe on. Maybe three weeks. Yeah. Nuclear research is once again making headlines for their recent discoveries that could potentially change everything we know about the universe. But before we get to that, let's delve deeper into what makes CERN one of the most fascinating places on Earth. CERN, or the European Organization for Nuclear Research, is an intergovernmental organization consisting of 23 member states that is responsible for operating the largest particle physics laboratory in the world. The facility is based in a northwestern suburb of Geneva on the France-Switzerland border. CERN is home to half of the world's particle scientists and is currently operating the world's largest and highest energy particle collider, the Large Hadron Collider LHC. More about this later on in the video. CERN also found the Higgs boson particle which is alternatively known as the God Particle. This particle was discovered in 2012 when the researchers at CERN discovered that an elusive particle exists that is responsible for giving all particles their mass. In simple words, Higgs boson is responsible for the existence of anything and everything we see in the universe. Moreover, the particle physicists at CERN make antimatter to study in experiments using the antiproton decelerator. Just as the name suggests, it slows down the antiprotons so that physicists can investigate their properties. Last but not the least, in 1989, a CERN scientist named Tim Berners-Lee 
laid the bricks of the internet by creating the World Wide Web WWW. He originally developed it to meet the demands for an automated information sharing between scientists and universities and institutes around the world. Now, let's get back to the Large Hadron Collider. If you've seen The Flash, then you might know that Flash got his super speed by getting struck by a lightning storm of dark matter caused by a particle accelerator. Even though this particle accelerator and LHC have the same task, accelerating particles at high speed and then colliding them, they're two very different machines. The LHC is a real-world scientific instrument that operates on the principles of particle physics, while the Flash's particle accelerator is a fictional device that operates on the principles of comic book superhero fiction. The Large Hadron Collider LHC is the world's largest and highest energy particle collider. The creation of the LHC didn't happen in a year or two. Instead, it took the scientists a total of two decades to create the Large Hadron Collider. Over 10,000 scientists, hundreds of institutes and 100 countries came together in this revolutionary project. It is said to be one of the most expensive science equipment in the world as it Hold the fucking phone. We've got to go back here a little bit. Did I? Did my eyes just fool me? Hmm. Or did I really just see that in the map? What? I did. I sure did. What does it say on that map? It's a Q. No, look at it. What? What does it say on the map? LHC, Large Hadron Collider. What else? Alice. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Alice. That's a problem. Alice. Well, so Mark said Aladdin is sentient and they connected. Aladdin is like Alice's little brother. That's even scarier. If they've connected Aladdin to the internet. Yeah, they collect, they, oh, they connected Aladdin to the internet. And, um, if their next plan is to bring Aladdin Alice is sentient, but holy fuck, Alice. That's right there. If y'all are not aware of Alice, Alice is the artificial life intelligent computing entity. That's the U.S. military's was the US, version of AI. Was the military's quantum computer. Correct. Quantum AI. Mix matter. Yeah. She's, She's a bitch. A cunt. <laughs> How crazy is that? I just saw that. I, fucking I'm, I'm not fucking joking. I just saw that. I've never, I've never, never watched this video before. You watched it. Yeah, I not. I didn't even get that far. I just, and I was like skipping Alice through. Right there, clear as fucking day. That's some scary shit. Hillbilly Jackal, uh, the umbrella. There, we saw a video of a truck from of an umbrella, an umbrella corporation yep. truck, fucking driving by. Sure did. Craziness. No shit. Adrian Collider. Over ten thousand scientists, hundreds of institutes, and one hundred countries came together in this revolutionary project. It is said to be one of the most expensive science equipment in the world as it costs over 7.5 billion euros. The Large Hadron Collider lies inside a 27-kilometer tunnel in the shape of a ring that consists of superconducting magnets with a number of accelerating structures to boost their energy of the particles along the way. Two beams of particles, especially protons, are fired along the two paths. One particle goes clockwise and the other counterclockwise. These beams are accelerated to a speed closer to the speed of light and then when they reach their max speed, the particles are targeted towards each other to collide. When these two particles collide inside the LHC, they break apart into even smaller particles. These smaller particles include quarks and gluons. 
Quarks are sub-atomic particles that are very unstable and can decay in a fraction of a second, whereas gluon is the mitigating force. This entire collision is detected by the detectors inside the collider that collect and send the data to a grid of computer systems. The first ever collision inside the Hadron Collider was achieved in 2010, two years after the development of the collider. The particles collided at a combined energy of 7 tera electron volts, which was almost four times higher than the previous record. Further upgrades were made to the collider and it is now capable of producing a combined energy of 13 tera electron volts. Several upgrades were done back and forth to the Collider until 2018, when it was shut down for over two years. The Collider was restarted in 2021 after certain upgrades and maintenance, and this time with a maximum beam energy of 6.8 tera electron volts per beam. This round is said to last until 2025. Over the years, the Large Hadron Collider has managed to reveal some big mysteries like the Higgs boson particle we've talked about earlier. Before the 2012 collision, the Higgs boson particle and field was just a theory as even after numerous experiments, the researchers couldn't discover it. After several upgrades to the LHC, Higgs boson was finally discovered. In July 2022, there was a shocking discovery in the Large Hadron Collider project. On 7th of July, a mysterious crack appeared inside the magnetic field of the Earth. This mysterious crack didn't appear out of nowhere and vanished within a few minutes. It remained open for a good 14 hours. The crack in Earth's magnetic field allowed solar winds to stream through the openings, which caused strong geomagnetic storms and a mesmerizing sight to behold. But how did that crack appear out of nowhere? According to the researchers, this happened because of a unique phenomenon called corrotating interaction region from the Sun. These are large-scale plasma structures that are generated in the lower middle latitude regions due to the interaction of fast solar wind streams and surrounding slow solar wind. Apart from this, the Collider has discovered three new exotic particles from the collision on the 5th of July 2022. These exotic particles are a new kind of petroquark and the first pair of tetraquarks that include a new tetraquark. As of now, LHC has managed to discover a total of 70 new hadrons. Ever since CERN launched the first stage of the Large Hadron Collider project, Many people have speculated that the organization is trying to open portals to the black or even in another dimension. Some even went to claim that CERN is opening a gateway for demons to enter our universe. However, all these claims and myths are truly baseless and just a myth. In his statement, physics professor at University of Buffalo explains how the Collider or any technology of this age cannot access the black hole due to certain limitations. Many also believe that the Large Hadron Collider could open a portal to a parallel dimension from where the humans cannot return. Some even believe that we're now living in a parallel dimension ever since the Hadron Collider was restarted in 2022. A lot of these concerns were proposed by Max Laughlin, a teenage boy with deep knowledge about quantum and particle physics. According to him, we had an original timeline. But immediately, the anomaly occurred during the experiment. We were infinitely catapulted into an infinite number of parallel universes. These safety concerns and the possibility of opening a black hole led to a protest against CERN where a group of people started calling out to shut down LHC. 
However, the researchers at CERN have continued their study and are. So wait a minute. I want to make sure I understand this correctly because it sounds like what they're saying here is this teenage kid. Max Laughlin. We've played him before. Yep. Went out, made such a stink about what CERN was doing. And he's so smart. He's smarter than these fucking doctors. He's probably one of the smartest people on the planet. Who have spent their whole entire life mm -hmm. in school. Yep. And he said, hey, what you did was you ripped a hole in the time-space continuum. And you have allowed us to propel into an infinite different number of variables of outcomes of what could happen here. That is what this kid said. Mm -hmm. And he has never been challenged on what he said. No, but he's been disappeared either by his parents or by like either his parents took oh, no, him, no, no. Oh, took him new, offline new world order or, or someone else disappeared him. New world order but he's not been seen in 10 years. He, he should be probably 25 right now. And every picture you see of him, every video you see of him it's is when age. he was 13. Yep. New world order disappeared. <clears throat> I, I think he's gone. I don't think we're ever going to see him again. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the only people seeing him are the fish down at the bottom of the Hudson. If that's where they tossed his body. Just saying. Positive with the safety of their work. Several professors and researchers also came forward to address this and express their confidence over the Large Hadron Collider. The main goal behind this recent run-of-the-particle accelerator is to find out about a mysterious fifth force of nature that the researchers believe exists. This mysterious fifth force, if found, can completely change the dynamics of particle physics. Researchers are also looking to gain more information about the dark matter particle so let's let's review a little bit here. We're going to go into a little bit of a review, okay? Let's talk about what we've already talked about real quick. So CERN was started July this past, well, it was April that it started, 22. April um, of 22, it, well, it they start, spun it up. They started it up in steps. It's yes. fully functional and operational in July By of July. last year. Yep. Okay. July 7th or 5th, what they said on the video. July 5th, they collided another set of huge things which this kid had also predicted at the time because i believe we played it right around there yep. this kid had also predicted that this would also cause another rift and the time space continuum so to speak and now they're saying that there's another particle that they were looking for and i have somebody who came out to me who told me hey look cern's not shut down not because cern's not supposed to be, but CERN's not shut down because they have a particle going around the racetrack that they can't stop. Does does everybody see where I'm going with this? Does everybody understand that the little particle that they created or they found, they actually did find it and it's there. But right now they can't stop it. They can't start another experiment because if they stop this particle, what they're afraid of is what's going to happen, which means they have no idea what this particle is capable of, meaning they have no idea how to contain it or control it. And for that part, they have CERN now running until 2025, or that's what they said. Just throwing it out there, kind of weird. What do you got there, 
Texas trout. Hey, bring that up. Okay. That is. <laughs> so I'm looking at this right now, this Max Laughlin, right? Supposedly he disappeared in 2018 and they're trying to say that he didn't actually disappear. He gave his, his, um, school speed or his, when he graduated from high school, they're trying to say that that's him. That's not him. That's not him. Nope. Uh, this is, this is what they're saying. Just so you all can see it. That's if you, if you text that to me, I'll bring it up on the screen so that's, everybody can see it. That shit, that's not him. Because that's not him. I, I'm just saying that's, that I can see that's not him. I can look at that and say that's not him. That's definitely not definitely him. Not him. Definitely, definitely not him. Definitely not him. Definitely. Sound a little definitely there. Definitely. Either way, that's uh, just reviewing what we've covered already. All right. That's where my conspiracy theory is going with this. I think CERN has uncovered. Uh, I don't think it's the God particle. I think it's because Mark Jason Walker, you already told us that they found a singularity in 2012, and they said it on the video that they found a singularity in 2012. So I asked this question. If you find a singularity in particle or in particle physics, right? Let's just talk about life in general. Let's just talk about big shit, right? If you have good, you have to have what? Evil, or you can't recognize good. Okay. So if you found a singularity, if you found the God particle, right, what would be the next particle that you would find to the know devil. that that was the God particle? The devil. You would find the one that destroys the, the destruction. world. Yep. D does everybody... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Texas Trout, you were so right. Holy shit, I completely forgot about this. The SSC. Holy fuck. Um, if you... If you all aren't aware, in the U.S., we almost had an HL or uh, LHC here. A superconducting super collider. In America, in Texas. They were trying to build one down in Texas. Uh, this was, what, 20 years ago? Uh, not even 15 years ago, Texas? 93, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yep. So 20 years ago, there was a superconducting super collider that was the triple, that double SC which was going to be built in Texas and it boosted energy 20 times larger than any accelerator constructed to include CERN. And it, the, it would lay beyond what Higgs uh, allowing the U S to retain dominance in high energy physics. That in con Congress killed the project. Yep. Leaving behind more than a vacant tunnel in the Texas earth. I wonder we're using that tunnel for now. Hey, do you guys know where that tunnel is by any chance? Mm -hmm. Texas trout, you know where that is? Hmm. It was, uh, it turned out it was just way too much money, too. High energy protons. The ring was 87.1 kilometers in cir circumference, uh, encircling a complete small town Waxahachie. in Wax Waxahachie, Texas, just 48 south kilom kilometers south of Dallas. 20 tera electron volts, or TEV, or trillion electric volts per proton. Holy shit. That would create power for the uh, whatever next like 200 years. When canceled, about 20% of double SC was complete. Specifically, two dozen kilometers, two dozen kilometers of tunnel had been drilled, 17 uh, access shafts, and 18,600 square meters of buildings erected. Over $2 billion had already been spent by the Department of Energy. Mostly by the Department of Energy, $400 billion by the state million. of Texas. $400 million by the state of Texas. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Interesting. That was right down there in Texas. How scared do you fuckers in Texas feel right now? Just saying. Thank God that shit got canceled. We don't need that shit in America. We've got enough problems. Mm. We don't need that shit here. It's bad enough that the devil's nutsack is over mm-hmm. in Geneva, Switzerland. We've got to deal with that shit right, right. now. You know, I, I just thank you, Texas. We appreciate that. Well done, sir. Well done. That was uh, well put. I'm going to go back to this video. We'll finish this video. We'll move on. And ghost particles, a.k.a. neutrinos. Neutrinos are similar to electron particles, but instead, they have no charge and are produced in the heart of stars. In the near future, CERN is looking to upgrade the Hadron Collider by improving the collision energy, luminosity, and improved detectors. The luminosity upgrade began in 2018 and is supposed to be completed in 2027, after which the particle collider would help in better visualizing rare processes. The current run would end in 2025, and after a potentially long break, CERN would activate the LHC for a potential fourth run in 2029 with a collision rate 10 times higher than the current one. The fourth run would last till 2042, gathering a massive data set 10 times greater than that of the third one. Scientists will be looking to find answers to questions like, what is the nature of the Higgs boson? Are there new particles beyond the standard model? What is the nature of dark matter? Can we uncover the mysteries of antimatter? What is the quark-gluon plasma? The answer to these questions could revolutionize how we live in the future. The discoveries made by CERN are not only fascinating but also essential for our understanding of the universe. With this latest discovery, we can only imagine what new knowledge and discovery the future holds. It's a reminder that science never stops evolving and that there is always something new to learn. So the scary part about that is they brought the In answer our effort to destroy the universe. They no, they brought up the answer that I was looking for. If you have the God particle, right? Mm-hmm. You have to find. So if you think about everything, are there more and, particles? No, it, stop, times? stop. If you think about everything in dark and light, if you think about as everything is good and evil. Okay. If you find the God particle, which they did, they found the Higgs boson particle mm-hmm. that is supposedly the creation of all life why because it split cells apart the cells weren't hurt you have to understand why this is the creation of all life because when this explosion happened in between the cells the cells weren't hurt they carried on continued to live just as two separate beings now but it's that explosion that started that life And they're trying to figure out what that explosion is. Now, think about this. For you to find the Higgs boson particle, right? Now, what do you have to find? Now, you have to find dark matter. Dark matter is the exact opposite of God, the God particle. What is dark matter? Now, they're trying to find out what dark matter is. Isn't there there a level? Isn't there a line when you start talking about scientific experiments, like things maybe we shouldn't fuck with, like maybe it's better to be left a question than to go fuck with it. This is one of those things that I think maybe this is one time we take a seat and we let God show us the way. I mean, they literally said they were looking for the fifth dimension. Yeah. Looking for dark matter. Yeah. The fifth dimension. 
that is that just sounds horrible. You don't want to go through the fifth gate. Is it wrong? You am don't want to go through the fifth gate. Am I wrong though? No. Mark Jason Walker, you I would consider you the closest one to being an expert on this because your dad's involved in it. Am I wrong? Is dark matter something we really want to fuck with? Because I don't believe for one second. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe we could go fuck with dark matter. And we can control it. I don't think we have the power or the ability to even comprehend dark matter to that level. In Revelation, it does say that God steps in before it's too late. God doesn't. God no, doesn't. Someone no, does. No, no. The cherubim do. Mm. The cherubim have always been the ones that step in. Well. The angels always step in. They always interfere. Okay. Well. Hey, just letting you know, brother, soon you're going to have to interfere here because if they go down this road, I, I just have this, I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach. It, it, it hasn't been feeling good today either. So no. I, I got to tell you, this feeling in the pit of my stomach with dark matter, it does not end well. That's my belief. I believe if we start to comprehend or start to fuck with dark matter, we start opening not just rips in time. We actually end up spinning. We open ourselves up to other dimensions and other creatures that we don't we understand don't want. And we don't understand. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. For instance, I watched this video the other day on Instagram. I know you guys have probably all seen it. I'm not going to bring it up now, but there's literally a video of a dude. He's getting his ass kicked on the street and you watch something get out of him. I have not seen that. Where where this thing just gets out of him and then goes right back in him. At first I said, well, because it went back in him, it was his soul. No, it was a demon. But upon further inspection, when you watch, it didn't just go back in him and physically fucking attacked him. And I got to say, there's, there's a reason why right now we're seeing more and more. Have you noticed there's been more ghost sightings on video? Have you noticed that more ghosts are being captured on video? Back in the day, you couldn't find a video that was actually authentic that you could say without a shadow of a doubt it's a fucking ghost. I've seen some shit in the last couple of days that I've been sitting there going, wait a minute. That's not supposed to do that. There's a dude, he had a ring, one of those ring security cameras in his house. He went away to work, right? He's got one cat. You see the cat walking through the house. No problem. All of a sudden, all the doors in the house open and slam shut all at the same time, causing that cat to jump about 22 feet straight through the ceiling. Swear to God, every single door in the house opened and then slammed shut. And the cat went right through the ceiling because he didn't understand why there were like, there were claw marks, hole marks in his ceiling and on his walls. So he spun his camera around so he could look down the hallway. Every single door opened at the same time and then slammed shut and the fucking cat was standing on the ceiling. Swear to God. Scared the fuck out of me. But why are we seeing more of that now on video? Why are we seeing more shit about UFOs? Why are more things being captured on camera than ever before? I can never remember. Next thing you know, somebody's going to come back with a fucking selfie of Bigfoot. Swear to fucking God. That's where we're going with this. Somebody's going to come back with a selfie of Bigfoot because we just ripped out. We just found out what dark matter is. Now we've got shit coming through this circle. Think about it. It's in a circle. Mm -hmm. This thing is flying around at 
God knows what speed. Holiness. At what point do you open a portal? They can't stop it. They don't know how to, and they don't know how to contain it. That sounds like dark matter to me. I'm not a, I'm not a bright man, Alice, but I can tell you this much. That sounds like dark matter to me. And I think when you start looking at this shit, we're going to start seeing more and more of just crazy shit on the internet. For instance, we showed that one video of the guy walking up to the other guy right in broad daylight on the street while the two pussy boys were in the store and he pulls out a gun and he shoots the dude in the head. Why is he doing that? You can say, yeah, oh, they're drugs. It's this, it's that. No, I don't think it's that. I I think, I think we're seeing this interdimensional t- time rip happen right in front of us. That's why everybody else, everybody is losing their connection to source. That's why they needed a drug to help make it move faster. And connect so you to something else. They gave you a drug and now you're connected to something else. And now they're spinning it up with CERN. Just keep going. And we have no idea what that particle right now is in CERN. If it's dark matter and that's the seed of the devil, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one that believes in shit, but that's revelations right there. And if that's the case, then we're fucked because it's already over. If that's real and what we're talking about here is real, we're all fucked. Hmm. I, I don't think MK Ultra. How could be MK Ultra? Think about it, Pam. This guy, they're over there right now. Dude, they're they're broadcasting it. We just showed you a whole movie about it. They're proud of it. They're like, look at us. They're like, we're deep space nine. We're going to the outer rims of the universe. No, you're fucking with something that you do not understand. You are literally fucking with something that can end us all. And you don't give a shit. It's funny that you brought up frequency too. Oh, there, we're going to get into frequency. I, I'm glad you brought that up because there's another we thing that's a, going on there. We have a frequency video too. There's a reason for that. You mm-hmm. want to know why? Guess what they pumped through that tube, through the track at CERT. Do you know how they contain harmonics? That's exactly they use sound to contain the particles. The particles actually don't hit the metal tube at CERN. They don't even come close. There is a sonic resonation that is passed. I looked it up. I had to find out what sonic resonation was. All right. So I did some research on this. There is a sonic resonation point within the tube that keeps the particles in the middle of the tube. They use sound to push the particles to the middle. So the particles never touch the metal. So it doesn't matter what the tube is built out of. They don't ever touch the edges of the tube. The sound is used to keep the particles in the middle, which I had absolutely no fucking idea. And then those little rings, the copper rings that they had every so many feet that speed up the particle, those are electron, uh, electromagnetic uh microwave emitter some bullshit i read it's a really long name it's got like eight names to it it's really fucking long essentially what it is is an electromagnet that is spinning counterclockwise to whatever direction the tube is going so it creates even a faster fucking rotation and basically puts that little particle in a bullet streamline right down the middle of the tube and they use sound to keep it off the edges of the tube which blew me away because i'm sitting there going wait a minute what frequency exactly affects the God particle? Well, that's a good question because everything has a frequency and everything has a frequency, an anti-frequency. Tell me something. Would. What frequency 
do they use when they're bouncing the God particle? What? Tell me. 432 megahertz. That's the one that keeps it off the edge of the tube as it's floating through. Mm-hmm. I absolutely bomb blasted learning this. Had no idea. You know, when, when, uh, they, they, Short, he, shortly after, Con- hold on, shortly after Connor was born, um, I think he was, t- he was two and you were deployed and I got a kidney stone. Oh okay. shit. Yeah. I almost it came was, home for It this. was horrible. And let me tell you, I've given birth twice. The first time all natural, the fucking kidney stone was worse. All right. Oh, by the okay. way, I passed one of those. Happy Mother's so Day. if you want to know the kidney stone is about worse. how much but, fucking horrible those are. And, and, and I know exactly how it happened because I went to uh, a Keller Williams concert at, uh, with a friend of mine at a bar and um, someone gave me a Molly and that Molly, whatever it is, whatever, whatever was in it, which I'm real careful about what I take because of my allergies, but it was straight MDMA. Um, and, and I knew where, who, it, you know, where it came from, whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I got so sick and I almost immediately developed a kidney stone. Like that synthetic MDMA made the calcium buildup basically coagulate and form such a hard ball in my kidneys. Um, Cause sometimes it does that the synthetic shit, not the sassafras kind. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was so large that I could not pass it. So they used sound to break up my kidney stone. And it literally felt like I was punched in the stomach repeatedly over and over again. It took about 10 minutes and that kidney stone was completely reduced to dust, but nothing else in my body was affected. I wasn't visibly bruised. Like, I mean, it hurt. And I asked the doctor, I'm like, how do you do that? I said, well, it's a specific frequency. Okay. Well, if they can use a very specific designated frequency to break up a kidney stone. Why can't they do that on cancer? Cancer is not solid. Cancer is not a mass. Tumors are masses. No, it's not like what you think. It's not, it's and not yet, hard enough to. Well, because the, because the, cause you, gotta, cause you, you don't, because they don't know the anti-frequency for whatever parasite or, you know, thing no, is causing that have, cancer. No, it's, it's res- too much of a part of you. No, see, this is the cool part of that tube. The tube actually does something there's called the, uh, it's not perfectly round. It's actually very oval and it's oval for a reason because the sound res resign, uh, re- I can't even fucking resonates see, resonates at the top and the bottom of that tube very, very well. And it keeps that small little tube going in the middle where the particles stay right in the middle and they don't ever bounce or vary. That sound keeps it. They're using sonic resonance to keep it in the middle, which absolutely blew my mind when I started researching it. And I found out that I was like, there's how, how can you produce? They use a lot of power basically. And they pump a lot of shit through it. It is amazing. Yes. Sparky, you're absolutely right. A guy in 1939 used frequencies really? to heal cancer. He used sound to heal cancer. You know what they did? What? They killed him and they burned his technology. Go figure. Who was he? <sighs> I gotta, How do we know? I got to look it up. Uh, there's, there's whole, uh, it's all documented. From 1939, I, uh, I believe. I believe he... it was in Germany. Uh, go figure. Jesus Christ! Really? Come on. Seriously, guys. We all know that. 
All right, we'll go to this next one. I don't know what this is, but we'll jump into it. I think this is frequency. I think this is the harmonization. The... Dr. Reif, yes. there it is. Hidden communication code of the type known and used in ancient Egypt where specific geometric forms are like antennas that connect with and resonate with different planes of nature. And even if you know nothing about biogeometry, if you simply design forms according to these specific numbers and combinations, they will automatically give you beneficial BG3 energy qualities. But to understand how this works requires us to change our frame of reference to where the living vibrational world around us is in constant dynamic interaction with us based on how we form the world around us. Biogeometry is the science of energy balancing. We often refer to it as nature's own design language of shape, sound, color, motion, angle, proportion, all the way that nature creates vibrational and energetic effects are things that are studied and applied in biogeometry. It's also based on the principles of resonance and resonance is when things of a similar vibrational quality can exchange energy and information, and the principle of harmonics, where this vibrational exchange takes place at all levels, at all planes of existence, all dimensions. Now, one of the remarkable things inside biogeometry is that it has practical methods for us to directly detect specific vibrational qualities, differentiate them one from another, and to apply them or transform them for practical purposes. Dr. Karim has also succeeded in identifying a specific vibrational quality not discovered by the French that is the vibrational quality that balances all living energy systems. This is an energy that Dr. Karim has coined the Biogeometry 3 or the BG3 because it has three specific components, but they come as one totality. So sometimes Dr. Karim will refer to this as the one energy quality. But it's like the mystery of the Trinity, where the three is one and the one is three. But Dr. Kareem's original research was able to isolate the three specific vibrations that do balance all living energy systems, the BG3. There's also a hidden part of the system that Dr. Kareem discovered, where particular geometric forms will resonate with different planes of nature. Now we know that the human being contains more than a physical aspect. Along with our physical aspect, as understood by every classical tradition on the planet, we have a body of life energy that the Greeks called ether and the Chinese called chi and the Japanese called ki and that the Indians called prana. In addition to this body of life energy, we have what's often referred to as the astral or emotional body. We have a body of mental activity and we have higher spiritual bodies as well. There's a hidden communication code of the type known and used in ancient Egypt where specific geometric forms are like antennas that connect with and resonate with different planes of nature. So that the form that you see on this particular slide is a type of pendulum developed by Dr. Kareem that brings together a variety of these shapes that connect to the different planes. The shape that connects to what's often referred to as the astral plane, that is actually the source of the human emotional body, is the form of a hemisphere or a pyramid. So that these geometric forms have multiple aspects to them and so one of those is that it connects to a very specific aspect of the subtle worlds. In ancient Egypt, they understood that they were constantly interacting with conscious forces of nature 
and they termed these conscious forces of nature the netters. The Egyptians understood they were interacting with conscious forces of nature, and they understood how to have a communication code with these conscious forces of nature. Virtually every classical tradition in the ancient world had some type of shamanic science in which they knew how to talk with forces of nature. And particularly in ancient Egypt, they had mastered these communication codes. One way that these codes manifest is in pure geometric form, that the forms themselves hold a particular type of vibrational or energetic content that connects with higher realms through resonance and harmonics. In this particular illustration that we have received from Dr. Karim, it shows a netter interacting with the pharaoh, and the interaction between this force of nature and the pharaoh is through particular forms held in the hand. These forms have a geometric form to them, but their geometric form actually emits specific vibrational qualities. And this is one of the secrets of the ancient Egyptian temple science, that some of the forms that we see... So hold on real quick. Go back to this form. Go back to this form that he's talking about right here. Because this is a, this is interesting. He brought up a really good point, and he showed a great picture. And I now, if I can get to it, I don't know if I can. I'm going to have to do it up here because it's it's very touchy on this thing. Sorry about this, folks. I'm just trying to get to that point where he showed that picture. What an asshole! Where, there it is. Where it's closer up, but he brought it closer up to her face so you can see yeah. that. All right. So this part right here. Tell me something. Have you guys ever seen a tuning fork? A real tuning fork? An actual tuning fork hmm. like a legit no bullshit like if you ever were in band you've seen one yeah okay they're round they start out two lines they go like here i'll, I'll give you give you a good example okay i'm gonna uh let me see how i can do this let me do it this way boom Okay, so they go like this. It starts out with two lines going like this, and then it goes out and around, almost in a, almost like a clover, almost like a heart, an up upside down heart to a point. And when you tap it, that fork goes, and it's like, and you can feel the vibration behind it, and it's really loud. When you take it and you make both the lines straight, and you put a little hook at the top. And you smack that one and it gives you a very low, very low tune. You can barely hear it, but it makes your fucking um, eardrums your eardrums vibrate. Well, it's really interesting that they brought up the form of a tuning fork in Egypt, even before we knew what a fucking tuning fork was. Maybe they knew. I, I'm betting they did. And mm -hmm. I bet it does not come from this planet. Mm hmm. I'm betting they got it from somewhere else. Mm. Just saying. Sacred geometry. Sacred geometry. Anyway. Type of shamanic science in which they knew how to talk with forces of nature. And particularly in ancient Egypt, they had mastered these communication codes. One way that these codes manifest is in pure geometric form, that the forms themselves hold a particular type of vibrational or energetic content that connects with higher realms through resonance and harmonics. In this particular illustration that we have received from Dr. Karim, it shows a netter interacting with the pharaoh, and the interaction between this force of nature and the pharaoh is through particular forms held in the hand. These forms have a geometric form to them, 
but their geometric form actually emits specific vibrational. So to me, that looks like a tuning fork because it doesn't look like the Pharaoh's holding exactly on the end. It looks like it's holding it to the top and it like smacked it and it's putting it against its nose or something. It looks like a fucking tuning fork. Sparky, you lost your teeth from too much fluoride in your water, darling. I'm sorry to say. And the crack, bro. The crack. You got to stay off the crack, bro. It's meth. Whatever. Okay. It really doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> Qualities. And this is one of the secrets of the ancient Egyptian temple science, that some of the forms that we see from ancient Egypt, like the form of the Ankh, is not simply a metaphor, is not simply a symbol for life, but the form itself actually emits a carrier wave emits a vibration that has an effect on living beings. So what we see represented here is that in ancient Egypt, they knew how to communicate with the forces of nature through these communication codes, including that of geometry. And these geometric forms have a vibrational content as well as a symbolic meaning. Khalil Masiya did a tremendous amount of research in looking for particular types of forms from ancient Egypt that were spread throughout museums in Middle East and Europe. And the form you see here is a form known as the Waj. In Europe, it's known as the Egyptian pendulum. This particular form is one that is represented in many European and Middle Eastern museum collections. And they use- Now I have a correction to this. I, I do have a, a correction to this really quick. <laughs> um, hold on, let me go back one second here. I wanna correct this, um, he's wrong. Okay. This is not a, a communication device. No, they re-identified this. Okay. This is like the first dildo that was ever invented. No. I'm dead serious. Are you kidding me? I am dead serious. They, there's like a, a thing. So that's why it's a symbol of growth and it's geometric energy emitter. Um, Literally okay. three weeks ago, I saw this thing in the New York Times. No bullshit. I'm not lying to you. I can bring it up. I was going to bring it up as a funny <laughs> news story. I am dead fucking serious. They found like the first dildo that ever existed. Did they find like DNA on it or something? Apparently there was a little. <laughs> was it still white after all those years? I, I'm just saying, if you go look it up, How the first dildo ever was found like not more than three weeks ago. I'm dead serious. Go look it up. Okay. I heard it on the radio not more than a couple days ago, well, and I was laughing my ass right. off because it was hysterical. But you do know that Cleopatra invented the first vibrator. Correct. Yeah. So she had she had bees in she, a exactly. stick. Exactly. She had a tube and she put bees in it and and she shook it up and she put it up her cooch and the angry bees made it vibrate. Mm -hmm. Cleopatra invented the first vibrator. Yes. She used frequency. Correct. Bees. This is we learned about this when we were learning about bees and um, freedom. This is gardens. why you want bees so bad so that you can no, vibrate them against your cooch. No, <laughs> but. You can actually put like beehives on your house, those bottle beehives on your house and the frequency that they emit um, oh, from the hive, from the, the, the hive, yeah. the sound frequency that they emit is actually um, healing and protective. Really? Yes. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying that I, I saw this. Anyhow. It was, I thought it was funny. I, my bad. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that. I hope you all got a good laugh out of that. First dildo <sighs> ever right here. Boom. <laughs> it's known as the Egyptian pendulum. This particular form is one that is represented in many European and Middle Eastern museums. And 
and no, Karen, they did not call those anal wands. Those were called butt plugs. <laughs> did you get fucking real? All right. We call them butt plugs. Is that where the first plum bob came from? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Keep it true. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> wow. We are fucking this one up all over the place. Liana, they were made of wood, not clay. As with the ones with the bees in them anyway. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mother's Day, so <laughs> let's go. We're so far off the rails. Oh my lord! In collections, and they usually simply label it as some type of ritual object. But ritual object is just a description they give for something that they don't know what it is or how it was used. What it actually is is a pendulum that has a specific type of vibrational emission from it. The vibrational emission from this pendulum comes from the hemispherical cap at the top and the vibration that it emits is modified by what looks like zigzag lines similar to a specific letter in the hieroglyphic language that changes the vibration so that the emission from the tip has a penetrating carrier wave of energy. In ancient Egypt they used a science using these forms and their vibrational qualities to communicate with natural forces and to develop a science of being able to differentiate different vibrational qualities and to know their effect on living beings, both as far as energy. So tell me something, why does this guy look like Stephen King? Seriously, why does this fucking guy look like Stephen King? Well, because they, they use the same Actor? clone model for people over and over again. Holy you shit, know this? this guy looks exactly, does he not? Am I wrong? Look at this guy. Stand by. I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick, but this guy looks like Stephen King. He mm -hmm. looks exactly like fucking Stephen King. Oh, Jesus. Big, big Mike! <laughs> fucking deaf. Killing me, bro. Mm. Able to differentiate different vibrational qualities and to know their effect on living beings both as far as energetic and health effects, as well as effects on consciousness. In 1933, something very important happened. At that time, a particular researcher named André de Belazal, along with his co-worker Leon Chamoray, were able to isolate a specific range of vibrational qualities that became a type of vibrational spectrum. They built on the work of earlier pioneers like Louis Turin, a radio engineer in France, but this individual that you see in these pictures, de Belazal, was able to finish the spectrum. So just as we have today an electromagnetic Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, tell me something. Mm -hmm. Hey, where am I? Uh, I know I got some of you guys out here because you guys have been throwing his name up all over the place with electricity. Where are my uh, guys that uh, know about? Tell me something. Doesn't this look very much like a... Uh, it's like an abacus. No, it, it looks like, um, what the fuck is the guy's name? The, the sign, the, Tesla. The, Tesla. It looks like a Tesla coil. These look like the top of Tesla coils. Do mm -hmm. they not? Mm -hmm. Does that not look like the top of a Tesla coil? Mm -hmm. With a, If you put a little like round ball at the top of it? Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's what they're using to figure this shit out. Maybe. They're using Tesla's designs to figure this shit out. Because his shit was all based off of sound resonance as well. Yep. And he said that Frequency you could, and vibration would change the world. Exactly. He said you could cause two atoms to vibrate mm -hmm. and resonate electric, electric energy. Yep. Hmm. I wonder. And uh, there's a lot of theory 
that, you know, when we were talking about Tartaria and Antiquitech and all of that, even the electroculture that we use um, and setting it up in the Fibonacci sequence as we have, I oh, realized for the, the, for the gardens. Yeah. I wonder if that's not for absorbing but, the mm -hmm. ether. And I, I wonder if the reason that the, the garden I planted first isn't doing as well as the garden I planted second is because when I set the antennas in the Fibonacci sequence, the one that's first is off by like two inches. Well, why don't you move it to I can't because it's all it's, it's hard. It's like hard in. Okay. Um, but when I, I did the spiral initially, it's just slightly off. The other one is perfect. Huh. Could be. Could be. Could be. Weird shit. To finish the spectrum. So just as we have today an electromagnetic spectrum that allows us to create electromagnetic technologies. So at that time in 1933, they completed this understanding of the range of vibrational energies that are too subtle to be picked up by electromagnetic detection equipment. However, these subtle energies were known to the ancient spiritual traditions who practically applied these energies. And these particular energies do affect living beings, all biological life in a profound manner. Although again, simple electromagnetic detection equipment will not detect their presence. They split the spectrum up into 12 different parts. And they completed the spectrum when they identified a penetrating carrier wave of energy that they referred to under the somewhat confusing name of negative green. Without going into detail as to why they called it negative green, we'll simply say it's a very strong penetrating carrier wave that can be emitted by specific geometric forms. And this particular carrier wave of energy was found by the French researchers to be capable of penetrating thicknesses of lead that could not be penetrated by x-rays. So with the research that they did, you can see de Belazel in front of an array of hemispheres pointing in a particular direction. They could actually manifest and amplify, sometimes to a dangerous extent, this particular vibration through these types of methods. Okay. What else, what else do those things look like? Let's talk about the, the green, the negative green, okay? There was a project that was done back in the 80s in the Army, okay? A good friend of mine was involved in it, and he's probably really, really, really fucked up from it, okay? They had a suit. Uh, the suit was uh, supposed to be uh, the new uniform for the U.S. military. It was all white. All white it was like plastic. It looked like um, a spacesuit. It really did. It looked like a fucking spacesuit. But any time that you moved in front of something, so let's say um, I moved in front of some trees, the front of that uniform would look exactly like the trees behind me. I would completely disappear. There was a problem with that uniform, though. The back part of the uniform would stay white. They only found a way to use sound to resonate basically bacteria. Bacteria would form the color on the front of the uniform using sound. And this bacteria would make the front of the uniform look exactly like whatever's behind it. So if I was standing in front of a fucking brick wall, I would look just like the brick wall in the front. But on my back, it would be straight white. How did it do that? Always ask that question. But they used sound waves to do it. What he's talking about right here, the negative green is that's what it was. 
That's the problem with the uniform was you're great. If as long as you're coming on at me, you would never see me. But the second I turn around, I'm fucked because all you see is this big sheet of white. Mm. And I stick out like a fucking sore thumb. I wonder if Harry Potter's invisibility cloak only worked one way. But like the problem with the uniform was this, it was made with bacteria. So if you got shot, you had an open wound that was instantly exposed to bacteria. You died that much faster. Depends on the bacteria. A lot of bacteria is actually not harmful at all. Most bacteria is not. This shit killed you. Well, again, that was the problem with the uniform. That's why they never used it. Okay. That's why it never, never went anywhere, but they use sound waves. This is the interesting part. They used sound waves when he's talking about shapes and everything else. Think about that with colors. When you watch your computer screen, when it brings up those bouncy boxes and they change color and shit, think about colors and shapes all having something to do with what's going on around us. Mm -hmm. Think about colors and shapes being involved in everything you do every day. Because if they could use sound to make bacteria make colors. Could you imagine what they could do with a virus? Let's just say maybe a COVID one. Hmm. And all of a sudden they added 5G to everything. And look at what we've seen is what, what's happened with COVID since 5G came around. Wow, it's gotten even worse. Imagine that. Hmm. And he's talking about it right here. It's the same shit. That's what that negative green is. It's being able to use sound to make color. That's essentially what it is. That's why they they don't really like it too much. Part of it. It's the big reason. Scientists hate it, at least. You'll also see an illustration of a hemisphere and pyramid form. They found that these forms actually emit this penetrating carrier wave from their base. And so both the dome and the pyramid have specific applications for energy purposes because they are what Dr. Kareem refers to as polarized geometric energy emitters. In other words, they send a wave of energy in a specific direction, and that wave of energy can be engineered for specific purposes. But the main thing to take away from this slide is that in 1933, they were able to complete this spectrum of all the vibrational energies that affect living beings that are not known to modern science but that were known to the great classical traditions of the world. In fact, as you see in this particular chart by Kerner-Skariatin, the Russian who lived in Egypt and used the French methods of vibrational research that they called radiesthesia, they were able to isolate with the 12 bands of energy that they detected in the spectrum exactly what types of vibrations came from what types of forms and were also present in what types of illness and disease microorganisms. And that too is fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. So do you guys, uh, you guys know the, the Parthenon in Rome, right? If you've ever been to the Parthenon in Rome, one of the coolest stories you're ever going to hear is the old wives tale. They, if you ask, uh, any of your tour guides, if oh. you ever go to the Parthenon in Rome, you always get sick, ask them for Ask them about the story about the Parthenon and why you go to the Parthenon. You know, oh no, you don't. Parthenon, you oh the Colosseum, you Colosseum, you get sick. Yes, Parthenon, heals and then you. you go to the Parthenon. You go to the Colosseum so, first. You get sick. You go to the Parthenon, and all of a sudden you feel you. like a million bucks. Yep. and you ask why. 
Okay. This is why. This is the whole reason. Back in the day, it was classic common knowledge. Like if you were sick with a certain thing, you would go to a certain point in the earth and stand there. And you would stand there only for a little bit. And the reason was because that certain point in the earth, there was a sonic resonance that came out of the earth that went into the sky. And if you stood there, it would take whatever was ailing you and take it away. You couldn't stay there for too long because if you stood there for too long, you would pick something else up. So they would send you to these points. Think about it. Your grandparents used to say, hey, go stand over there. If like I used to my grandfather's place, there was one point like at one part of his property. I would always no matter what I was doing, like I'd always get like bubbly guts. I'd be like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to puke. And he would always say, hey, go stand over there by the tree. And I go stand over by this one and every fucking time, whatever it was that was in my guts done gone the only other place i saw it was at the parthenon that's the only other time i ever witnessed it i went in because you do you go to the coliseum first they're called ley lines and there's there's nothing actually they're called nodes and it's where energy lines connect in certain places and it gives off a specific energy no Mm -hmm. I, i agree with that but there's also something else there there's a lot of death at the coliseum a lot of death a lot of people died there. Yes, the Parthenon it's is in very, Athens. It is very, very cold. It is very, very fucking weird. When I was there, I was like, this is craziness. There are two. There oh. are two Parthenons. Yeah. There's one in Rome. There is another one in Athens. The one in Rome is a copy of the one in Athens. Correct. The one in Rome is the church. Mm-hmm. You go to the Parthenon. It's got the big round. It's got the devil's eye or yeah. what they call God's eye sticking at the top mm-hmm. in the roof. They did it in uh, Angels and Demons. They went mm-hmm. to that church. It's right down there in the middle of Rome. I went to it. And I got to tell you right now, as soon as we left there, man, I felt sick as fuck. As soon as we left the fucking... The Coliseum. It feels cold. It's weird. Like the sun was on us the whole time I was there, but it felt cold the whole time I was in there. It just, it was very, very quiet. It is a place of solace now. Um, they have made it like a place, place of prayer and mourning and everything else for all of the gladiators that died in the ring. But there's a lot of bad energy there. You go over to that church, I tell you what, I felt like a million bucks. Like I, my guts didn't feel bad anymore. Like the driver knew exactly what was going on. I was about to puke into a bag. He pulled right into the church. We walked into the church and I felt like a million bucks. He knew ahead of time that that's what, what was wrong with me. Just throwing it out there. This is all. It's not called the Parthenon in Rome though. No, it's, it's called something else. It's Parthenon, a company, copy of it. But... It's, it's got the, um, it's the um, Pantheon, uh, the no. Yeah, it is it the, Pantheon. the Pantheon. It is the Pantheon. Yeah. It's the, the big round church. It's the one that's supposedly all about the earth. And they said all this. other sh- Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, when you go in that big round church, I'm going to tell you right now, you feel like a million bucks. And I, no bullshit. It might be the Pantheon. I think it is the Pantheon. You used to feel that way in Notre Dame as well. Yes. Yes. Burn that bitch down. Yeah, I did because that was. You know, they burned it down. <sighs> Think about it. Uh, true. It's, it's a power line. It's got, but that's what they're talking about here. That's the, the, the vibration, the frequency. This is what they're, this is what they're discussing, discussing your parents, your grandparents used to know about it. They knew it. Um, yeah. Not your parents, your grandparents, your parents. grandparents knew that, Hey, if you go over by the wells, you always feel better. If you go by a real well, 
like one well that comes out of the ground. It's got stones all around it. You mm -hmm. have to send the bucket down for the water. If you go by the well, you always feel better. Why is it? That is one of the it's, transmitters it's the that connects us to the energy mm -hmm. and likewise across the world. Mm -hmm. That's what connects us all. That's why I always have to be outside. I spend 90% of my time. The most time that I spend inside, besides when I'm sleeping, is in the studio. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd love to set the studio up outside, but we I know. can't do that. Oh, it's too loud. But think about it. Um, think about it. Like, yeah. I'm always outside and preferably by water because that's, I, I, I literally, I can't breathe inside. It's a grounding. Yeah. Constantly. It's actually a grounding thing, a rod. It's water. Water's supposed to be a grounding, have a grounding thing on your on your life. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's real or not, because I know plenty of people that are in landlocked states that are plenty grounded. And they're yes, not Claire. going near water. Did we keep that, that What's prayer that? that it might, I might've put it in keep me that ori the original Lord's prayer that the lady, because it starts with oh cosmic birther of all radiance and vibration. And that's true. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to this. All right. Back to this. Okay. Since I have to get back to it. I'm being yelled at. This also meant that they could isolate the specific type of subtle vibration that could neutralize the energy coming from these diseased microorganisms. And this is very precise type of knowledge. They may refer to these things uh, in the different vibrational qualities under the names of colors, but it's not simply a color. Color is one way that these vibrations manifest in what Dr. Kareem refers to as scales of quality. So the complete vibrational spectrum, creating all the possible effects on living beings, will appear in the scale of quality of color, but also in the scale of sound, also in the scale of motion, and angle, and shape, and proportion. They are all qualitative scales that create very specific energetic effects. These three vibrational qualities that Dr. Kareem identified can be talked about either through modern terms that have a identifiable basis to them in a type of vibrational science concept, or they can be described according to concepts known to classical spiritual traditions, which also had an understanding of these energies. So one of these energies that makes up the three vibrational qualities that balance all living energy systems is this quality that the French found, this carrier wave of energy that they called negative green. Another is one that we refer to in a technical basis as the higher harmonic of ultraviolet. It is in resonance with ultraviolet light and energy on the physical plane, but it's on a higher harmonic level. Classical spiritual traditions might refer to this energy as the spiritual light, or they might refer to it as the atmosphere of the angels. The third component, and considered to be in some ways the highest of the three components of this balancing force, is the higher harmonic of gold. The higher harmonic of gold is connected to physical gold and is the reason why so many classical traditions used physical gold in their spiritual mysteries. Whether it's in South America or Egypt or Asia, you constantly see the use of gold, but it's not for the physical aspect of it, but because it resonates with something on a higher level. This higher harmonic of gold energy was identified by Dr. Kareem as having a strong effect on vitalizing the human immune system and activating many important functions in the human energy field and consciousness. But it's also something known to classical traditions. It is the same gold energy that you see around the heads and the bodies of the saints in religious depictions all over the world. And this higher harmonic of gold energy 
was also an energy connected in the Egyptian mysteries to the plane of divine wisdom, a spiritual plane very close to the Godhead at a very high divine level. So we can understand these things either in a spiritual context or in more of a vibrational science context, but they're really the same unity. I figured it out. Shoot. We're all dying to hear. Okay. You've been seeing colors around people for most of your life, and it's gotten stronger yeah. in the last, especially year. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've always been insistent to me that it is not their aura. No, it's not. You're right. It's not. It's their frequency. It could be. You but... are seeing people's individual frequencies, their, how they vibrate, and it's emitting the color. As he just described, the atmosphere of angels. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. That is, uh, that's an interesting take on it. <laughs> that would explain a lot, actually, though. That would. Uh, yes. That would. Uh, yeah. Because you got to understand, folks, I, I've tested this theory. I, I know what some of the colors mean. I don't know what all of them mean, but I know what most of them mean. How did I test it? Her kids. It's easy. It's real easy to do. <laughs> he tried to pick a fight with me the other day and I knew he was just doing, he was playing literally. He was doing one of these stupid things where he wanted to see what color I turned if he pissed me off. Shrooms would allow me to see auras around people. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I see it all the time. It's not, I, I do this every day. Like, and it, was, guys, and it was well before you started guys, taking shrooms. I, I'm fucked for all of you because I'm going to tell you all right now this. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We can never meet in real life. I, I can tell whether you're – there are three colors that I've come – four colors, five colors actually, six, seven. Seven colors now total I've become very attuned and astute to. Lying's one of them because that's the easiest one you can test with your kids. Yes. It's the easiest one. It's so easy. I can figure out what the color is. I know what the color is, so I can tell when people are lying to me. Uh, the next one is uh, stealing. I know exactly what that color is. Uh, the other one that I've noticed is um, jealousy. Anger. Jealousy is another big one. We give off a lot of color for jealousy. Jealousy is the root of... Is, Mo of and, a and lot you know of what? Evil. I got dogs. And that's the easiest way you can see it. The oh, dogs. Yeah. The dogs are horrible. <laughs> you can tell when how what what color jealousy is definitely green. It's lime green. It looks lime green. It's the Annie ring this I, morning in bed. Oh my god, it's horrible. It, it looks like you're puking all over the place. Annie's sleeping with um, us. She sleeps with us, right? And this morning she stretched out between us, and she like just snuggled right up to me, and so I was snuggling with her this morning, and then Seamus came up. Because he wanted some snuggles, and Annie about took his fucking face off. Love is red, and it's really easy. It's so easy because I've got her, I got the dogs, I got the kids. It's unconditional. It's like so dark red. You, it's almost purple. Um, blue is loyalty, and I use the dogs for that. Again, the dogs are loyal. They're loyal to me. They they will do whatever I tell them to. It might take me a couple times, but they'll do it. But blue is is loyalty it's the color that everybody emits when you're loyal to somebody but it depends on the blue because you've had blues yeah, before yeah, yeah. where you've seen near that it wasn't it was a bad it blue yeah it was a light blue yep light blue is like a lying blue it's like a yeah i'm kind of full of shit blue i just i see the colors i don't i don't know i've seen them for my whole entire life it's just gotten worse lately it's just um, been more it's in my frequency face. could be very well could be now, this balancing force that Dr. Kareem identified manifests in particular ways, 
and to really understand how we can engineer structures, build a building, create a form, so that it has specific vibrational qualities, requires us to change our perspective on how energies connect to form. Dr. Kareem refers to our work as being a sculptor of space. When we Let's talk about that real quick, because I think that is something we need to discuss. One of the things, I'm not sure if you're all aware, there used to be a rule in uh, FM 22 dash, uh, it was uh, 22 dash five, which was the original FM or the field manual concerning uh, military tactics and marching. It's considered the old blue book in the infantry. Um, but one of the rules is when you go over a wooden bridge, everybody has to go out of step. So if you're marching in step and you're going over a bridge, everybody has to go out of step. Why? Because the harmonic vibration that is caused from everybody stepping at the same exact time on a wooden bridge would cause a wooden bridge to collapse. Yeah, absolutely. And they found that it out. It wouldn't the even hard take many way. people. Yeah. Takes the first couple of ranks. Mm -hmm. um, they found that out the hard way during the revolution when they, when after Valley Forge, after America finally got its ass together, put its ass into the war, trained their soldiers properly, put their people out there, and they started marching. Well, they went to their first bridge. Man, everybody's in step. Everybody looks good. It's sharp. It's crisp. And man, the first fucking three ranks go right into the river. Why? Well, as they started marching over that wooden bridge, the wooden bridge collapsed below them. And everybody went into the river because they were already on the bridge. The people that weren't on the, on the bridge mm -hmm. didn't go in the river. So after that, they made it a rule. A matter of fact, it's still taught today. You go down to, I guess it's not Fort Benning anymore because it fucking Fort changed Moore. the name. Not that that's a bad name either because how Moore was a fucking hero. I don't give a shit what you say. LZ X-Ray. He pulled off something that nobody could have pulled off but him. But Fort Moore, as it is now called, um, if you go down to Fort Moore, uh, they still train it. They still teach it. You have to go out of step when you're going over a wooden bridge. We cannot stay in step. And it's all seismic and it's all sound related. And this is where it all comes from. Mm -hmm. That's a that's some scary shit. We form space in a particular way. We then form it also to create specific vibrational harmonics that will affect every person that ever enters into that location. And so this balancing force will naturally appear of its own accord around certain geometric forms. In the form of a rotational movement or a circle, it appears in the very center of the circle. In the Biogeometry Foundation training, after we teach people how to test these different vibrational qualities, we will give them the form of a drawn circle and say, I want you to use these tools and show me where you find the BG3 energy. And they find it coming from the very center of the circle. This BG3 energy is in the center of all structures, and there are particular methods we can use to amplify and distribute its energy. So this gives us the classical initiation diagram that you see on this slide of a point in the center of a circle. If you study with the Rosicrucians and Freemasons, they'll tell you the point in the center of the circle is the symbol of the Godhead. If you study astrology, they'll say that it is the symbol of the sun. If you study alchemy, they'll say it's the symbol of gold. It is all these things and more. This is a circuit diagram showing you how to connect to all of these things and the higher harmonic of gold and the whole BG3 is found emitted from the center of these circular or rotational forms. If you have straight line forms like the cross that you see on the slide, 
then this balancing force will naturally appear at the perfect balance point moving into those forms. Because this balancing energy appears at the balance point and it actually works with all living energy systems to balance those living energy systems. But to understand how this works once again requires us to change our frame of reference to where the living vibrational world around us is in constant dynamic interaction with us based on how we form the world around us and also related to what we do with our own energetic field, with our thoughts, emotions, etc. Dr. Kareem has done a tremendous amount of work looking at the way that specific types of vibrational waves and wavelengths will create vibrational effects and affect living beings. One aspect of this is in the way that we can actually change the vibrational qualities within electromagnetic waves. And you can actually change the biological effect of electromagnetic waves to be biologically helpful to human beings and not harmful based on... Hold on one second. Really quick, before we continue, we're going to do another pause here for what we've learned so far, because I think there's something to this. I want you all to think about this for a second. What did we start out talking about? We started out talking about CERN. Mm -hmm. We talked about how in CERN, right, uh, they use particles, physics. Yep to make new matter, right? Yeah. And we that's some cutting edge, really powerful shit, right? Yep. This whole video was about sound waves. Mm -hmm. And we just learned sound waves are some pretty powerful shit too. So tell me something. Why do I consider CERN and Geneva, Switzerland, the seat of the devil? Think about it. You have two of the most powerful things being utilized at the same time. You have sound being utilized to keep the particles in the middle of the particle accelerator. And you have fucking particle science shooting a particle at light speed or faster around a 17-mile ring. Does anybody else not have a problem with that? I mean, I'm I, there again, when you start... Adding these things up, when you start lining this shit up, you start stacking it one on top of another. Eventually, at some point, every normal conscious person says the same thing. Should we really do that? I mean, not will we, but should we? Should we fuck with this? Is this something we should fuck with? I believe that... In my belief of beliefs, I believe mankind is destined for great things. Yes, I completely believe that. But at the same time that I believe that mankind's destined for great things, I also believe we have a way of stepping on our own dicks. And if we're not careful, we are going to step directly on our cock. And it's going to be something that we can't stop. At this point, does it really matter? It's a good point, Cisco. Does it? I wonder. I, I don't know. I can't answer that question for you. I really can't. I, I don't know. That's a good question, though. That is a really good question. Is it fucking worth it? Should we stop it at this point? Does it really matter? Do we have any way of stopping it? No. Should I be concerned about it? I would be. I think there's, I think we should be just a tidbit, just a tidbit. Hmm. You're talking about shit that, like, we're talking about God shit here. This is shit we should not be fucking with. We're humans. 
Remember mm-hmm. what Dr. Fleming said that time? They're like, when he was on our show, he's like, they're like kids playing with the microscope, like playing the, with, playing with Legos. Right. Yeah. And it's like, just because they can do it doesn't mean they should. I, I just, I I'm wondering, like, I, I got a feeling there's some shit that God didn't want us to find out about. And I got to wonder if we're setting ourselves up for failure again, because we're starting to learn shit that quite honestly, God said, you're not supposed to know. Mm-hmm. It is supposed to be a mystery to you. I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Mm, um, really? Holy shit. Lindsay have- said her vagina told me that she was. Never mind. That I was during my period this week. Uh, what? So Lindsay said, I don't know from experience as I as, as I am a woman. And Sparky said, Are you a biologist, Lindsay? You might be wrong. <laughs> Lindsay said, Ha ha. No, my vagina tells me that I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you go. I, I, I don't know. I you, just caught that one. Caught in the, the last Holy like the bottom shit. of that chat. That was a rough one. My vagina this told me that I, was... I keep wow, up with the chat. Okay. I'm glad that your but vagina's on I, it. I have Thanks, buddy. I'm 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 glad I'm glad your vagina is not Jean Carroll's cat. No shit, because <laughs> then you would just name it vagina. <sighs> Who names her cat vagina? <sighs> anyway, um, maybe it was her dog. <laughs> Trump wasn't quite sure. Vagina. Anywho, <laughs> no. All right, off the rails there. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> I had an what, idea. My fucking fault? Okay, I had an idea. So, um. Mark Jason Walker just invokes the name of Jericho. So break the walls down. And and we oh. were talking about this this morning, Mick and I, to a degree. Do we need to go to the next video though? For this? not quite yet. Not yet. No, okay. no, we'll finish this one. I just no, I had, no, I know, but I know, before but I, we start we, the no, story, no, no, maybe we, we no, need no, that. no, 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 no. I just I had a quick idea. Right, we were talking about what the Ark of the Covenant is. Right, we know it's a weapon of some type. Okay. And, and we, know we were talking what 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 if the Ark of the Covenant is like the God particle or the devil particle or or whatever as they've been discovering in CERN. But remember what we've learned about the voice of God himself, right? You've always said these people that think they're talking to God, they're, they're hearing God. They're not actually hearing God. They're hearing angels because God can't actually talk to us because his voice alone will destroy us. He tried it once. It didn't work out well. What if the Ark of the Covenant is the voice of God? That sound, that actual frequency? There's probably a possibility of that. Because I've been told that we need to find our songs. That, and and I think what he was talking about was... Who? You know who was no, our who? Gabriel was our frequencies, was our our vibrations. He said everybody has their own song. You need to find your song. And I wonder if that's what he meant. Maybe that you need to find out what your own personal frequency is, what what your own vibration is. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe and, that's what he's getting at. I the, don't know. And the ark of the and the ark of the covenant contains the frequency of God. 
that's there's uh, there's there's possibilities. There. Yes, the original ohm. And that would be oh, I got something to that too because we'll go into ohms. There's there's a there, whole other video. There's a whole ohms. other one. Yeah, just stand yeah, by yeah. on the ohms because you don't want to get into that just yet. I'm telling you right now. I'm about to flip the script on what you know about ohms and all of that mm -hmm. bullshit. Because here when we get in this next video, you'll be like, wait a minute, hold the fucking phone. No way. No fucking way. Yeah, Lindsay, I, I told. I told Mick to ask Josh about the Ark of the Covenant because he was, he's been given more information about it than many of us. So anyway. Well, there's a couple different things. First of all, one of the things you have to remember, there's a very famous painting. It was done. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what artist did it. I, I know I've seen it. You've all seen it. We've seen the picture with the clouds being separated into the the angels are on the horseback mm -hmm. and they're coming through and it's God's army coming down to basically the onslaught of mankind. It's uh, it's, it's the ceiling in freaking St. Peter's. It, yeah. It's Michelangelo. It's, it's Michelangelo's, Michelangelo's masterpiece. Works is, I, I just don't St. remember Peter's. what it was. Mm -hmm. It was of revelations though. One of the big ones, one of the big parts of that is if you look closely, um, cause I've seen it, I've actually seen it in mm -hmm. person. I stared up at it. Me too. It's um, beautiful. Underneath, the first horse, Gabriel's horse. There is a cup. There's the ark, and there's uh, the spirit destiny, all hanging from the horse, as if those were the weapons that the archangels were carrying with them to destroy mankind. So the arc would be a frequency. So what I the cup would be a bloodline, and the spear of destiny is death. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that killed Jesus, mm -hmm. stabbed Jesus in the side, and mm -hmm. removed all the blood from his body mm -hmm. as it spilled out on the ground like water. Mm -hmm. As it was described in the. Anyway, we'll okay. get into that, but we, yeah, we got a, a lot. Bit. We got got a lot to go there. Yeah, stand by. You guys are getting me off the rails. Stop. <laughs> stop it or geo make sure. Just stop. <laughs> we'll get to that, darling. <laughs> You're jumping sharks and bullets here. And gators. And gators yeah, yeah, all at the all same it, time. That's a it. scary shit yeah. because the bullet might hit you and not the gator. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Let's go back to this. How you shape the wave. The wave will have a specific shape to it based on the amplitude or height of the wave and the wavelength as seen on the right-hand side of this diagram. In a simpler manifestation, this is also connected to the types of vibrational qualities that you get inside any structure based on things like the height of the room and the length of the room and the width of the room. These will create specific wavelengths that are capped standing waves within that location that depending on their particular size and structure will create vibrational harmonics that are supportive or harmful to living beings within that structure. If you go to Giza Plateau, you will find that the three major pyramids at Giza are not flat-faced pyramids. The three major pyramids have a half a degree indentation straight down the center of all four faces of the pyramids. This is known to Egyptologists, but they don't understand the purpose for it. The purpose for it is that it changes dramatically the vibrational quality of the energy inside the pyramid. In ancient Egypt, they understood about finding the sacred power spot to build the pyramid on in the first place, and then how to modify the shape of the pyramid to change its energetics for the desired purpose. So the modifications to the shape of the pyramid are quite intentional and create a profound vibrational shift within the location. 
Dr. Karim has completed a system of vibrational energetics where you can use specific number qualities together in something he calls the modular system. And even if you know nothing about biogeometry, if you simply design forms according to these specific numbers and combinations, they will automatically give you beneficial BG3 energy qualities. So Dr. Kareem's research and understanding the way that geometric forms emit specific types of vibrational qualities that affect living beings. The French called this quality of emission of waves, they called it shape-caused waves, because the shape literally emits the wave. And this work was then validated at the Egyptian National Research Center when they had Dr. Kareem come and they gave him the challenge of having two Petri dishes with microorganisms in them that was a fast replicating yeast. And they asked Dr. Kareem to kill all the microorganisms in one Petri dish with a simple geometric form and nothing else and leave the other untouched. And to give you some sense of the type of person Dr. Kareem is, he said, Biogeometry is not for killing, and I'm not going to kill anything. What I will do is I will put a simple geometric form and nothing else over one of the cell cultures and completely paralyze all of its life activity. It'll be in a state of suspended animation until I remove the geometric form. The other one that I leave alone will continue to replicate naturally. And what you see on this slide is the report from the Egyptian National Research Center from this evaluation where the head of the Department of Microbial Chemistry, Dr. Badr al-Din, wrote the report and said, Dr. Kareem accomplished exactly what he said he could do, that some type of subtle radiation from the geometric form completely suspended the life activity in the dish that he covered while the other replicated normally. And we cannot explain this effect through our current knowledge in contemporary science and medicine. And it's- I can. Okay, hold I on. Can, I can explain it. Wait, Do wait, you want wait, me to wait. Explain wait. it first. Wait, wait. What are they pulling out of people right now that have gotten the jabs? Clots. Not just clots. They are pulling out synthetic or biosynthetic structures. Correct. They're seeing them form geometric structures in the blood. In the blood. Correct. What effect are those geometric structures having on people's bodies based on what we just learned from this? Okay, really quick. You know how everybody asks that question, why am I here? What am I going to do? What, what do I what do? I do? I'm always looking for an answer. I want God to answer me. I want somebody to talk to me. Tell me what to do, right? Okay. And it's Mother's Day. This is ridiculous. This is going to blow your mind. Stand up real quick for me. Okay. Okay. Let me show you something. You're not going to tell me I'm pregnant or anything, nope. are you? Okay, good. <laughs> Watch this. Let me show you something. Play that game before. She's going to st stand up, right? Mm -hmm. Put your dress just a little bit tight. Just a little bit, okay? Yeah, let me take six inches out of the fabric in the back. It's Y. Mm -hmm. There's a Y. Mm -hmm. Fallopian tubes, ovaries, ovaries, fallopian tubes, vaginal canal, Y. You want to know why you're here? That's why you're here. We're here to reproduce, folks. It's our job. Honestly, think about it. Think about what they just said. He said that he could take a geometric form and put it over a group of organisms. And they would stop, stop reproducing. Mm -hmm. They would stop everything. Mm -hmm. Everything would stop. It wouldn't die. But it just wouldn't do anything. And then he took another geometric form. And they would 
or if he put he a different one down or if he took it off, they would all of a sudden start going back at it again. The object of our life is to reproduce. You want a why? I'll give you a why. There's a why. It's a perfect why. We just have the eye. We have the extra stick to add to the why. <laughs> That's all. That's it. Seriously, think about it. Why? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? We all ask that question. What is our purpose on this earth? Why? Pretty simple, right? It's not hard. Why? Replication. Exactly. We're to reproduce. That's the why. Yet Democrats will tell you that there's too many of us. There's too many of us. No. You useless eaters must die. Yes, gleaming the cube. God damn you, Mark Jason Walker. Why are you going down that road? Stop. Dude, get out of my head. You're right. Gleaming the cube. That's exactly. It's cubed. Think about it. Why? Done. It's the only one that does that. Why? Hmm. Hmm. Just throwing it out there. Weird. Weird shit. But yes, you are right, though. I ask that question often. And then when you add 5G or 6G frequencies well, on actually, top of those geometric structures that are seen, forming inside you. They've seen honeycomb structures developing in blood. Mm-hmm. Honeycomb structures that stopping blood cells from actually passing the honeycomb structures. Mm-hmm. Why is it honeycomb structures? Where are we getting that from? Bees. Yeah, but why are they doing it in our blood? Mm. If bees are to help us, if bees are to... Because they take the most beautiful healing, things on earth and they they destroy them. They they turn them around and, and make them evil. So this brings us back like to they, step they one. They stole the rainbow. This is back to step Started one. Started with the rainbow. CERN. Mm-hmm. So think about it. CERN turned on the first time. They had the HLC have its first major reaction in 2012. 12, and it broke down. And the HLC found the God particle. LA, large LHC. LHC. Large LHC found the God particle. Okay. It shifted our time frame. It shifted where we're at in the world. Pushed us onto a new timeline. June... 2020 or June or July 2022, they turned back on the LHC for the first time since then. Boom, we have another collision. No, they turned it on in between then. Time shifts again. Yeah, but they didn't have a collision then. They didn't have a collision until July 2022. That was the first collision they had had since 2010 because they hadn't tested everything since the 2010 collision because it fucked so much shit up. 2012, yeah, okay. So 2022. They have their next collision. Time shifts again. Now, we know how powerful sound is. We know how powerful frequencies are. We know how all of this kind of works up to itself. Now, I ask the question. If you smash a bunch of frequency into a little area, right, and you have it harmonizing, at a certain resonance, right? And it's spinning around a perfectly 17-mile circle, okay? And then in the middle of that thing, you put the smallest particles in the world shooting through this circle. Oh, and by the way, they get, they're also going both 
clockwise and counterclockwise at the same time until they reach their max speed. And when they reach their max speed, they boom. Now, when that boom happens, I ask this question. What if something doesn't stop? What if something keeps going in the tunnel? They would have been better off building the hut, the the Hadron Collider in a spiral rather than in a circle. But tell me something. Where, let's say that one particle that smashed through the first one and it changed and it morphed and became another particle altogether, right? But it didn't smash off like they predicted. Like it doesn't, every time these particles meet, right? There you go. 2014, April 4th, the singularity was achieved. Okay, there you go. Sort of. So Mark Jason Walker, thank you very much, mm -hmm. sir. So every time that these things collide and they make this explosion amongst the particles, right? They show you a very ornate, like very beautiful pattern of how these little things just split off and they go everywhere, right? They can't track every single particle. Am I right? Mark, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm a layman here. I don't know anything about it. I'm asking a serious question. Can they track every single particle after the collision? Or are there a couple that are still like, well, that one kind of slipped through, and I don't know what the fuck that is. So let's put it this way. what From what I understand what happened last time in 22, okay, there was a smash-up. And they hit in the spot that they're supposed to hit. It caused this massive reaction. However, one of them kept going through the middle of it. It's still in the tube doing the 17-mile loop, looping around, looping around, speeding up, speeding up. It's just doing nothing but gaining speed. My question is, okay, now what? How do we stop this? And if we do stop it, what will happen? Is that dark matter? Is is what they just did because they smashed two neutrons right into each other? Did they just produce dark matter on the other side of that? And the one thing they can't stop now is dark matter. Think about it. If you can't stop dark matter, what happens? It's mm. never going to stop. It's just going to keep going. You can't stop it. So I actually wanted to play the never-ending story. The movie is the second half of this and do a double header, but um, because it's not available for free. Anywhere. Anywhere. Um, not that I have a problem buying or renting it, but then we run into the copyright, the, issues. Yeah, copyright issues, legal issues if we, we do that on yeah. here. But I would recommend that if you have not seen the never-ending story um, since it was put out in 1984, <laughs> isn't that an interesting year, that you go watch it again. Seriously, go go rent it. Go, you know, it's like three ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Um, go watch the never ending story, the nothing, the juggernaut, the nothing that doesn't stop, the juggernaut particle, juggernaut particle. I, I <clears throat> I've I've heard I've heard only is that real first of all, or are you just making that up? Because I've actually heard that term used, and I don't know if that's real or not. And I haven't gone and done any research into it. And I don't even want to bring it up until I do. But I have heard that before. Juggernaut particle is something that they've talked about on two different occasions. And I've read that in two different things I've been looking at. I don't know if that's real. I'm asking because I don't know. And Mark Jason Walker, again, I'm, I'm going back to you, brother. 
right. the juggernaut particle is that real we have five minutes to finish this video before our tribute so let's try right. and finish we'll it finish up. this and then, um, we'll and then we'll tribute and then tribute. we'll, we'll yep. go on to the gotcha. third and final one gotcha it's a top priority for us to begin to research this another one of dr kareem's discoveries is that through using radiesthesia to be able to tune to specific vibrations and track them as they move through the living bodies of human beings, animals, etc. He could actually track the way that specific energies move inside the human body. And he called these movements of dynamic energy in the body biosignatures. What you see on these slides are the energy movement patterns that Dr. Kareem identified in specific organ systems of the body. And these energy movement patterns can actually be provided to people as biosignatures to help to harmonize different energetic things in their energetic field and with their organ function. So this connects to Dr. Kareem's concept of energy, shape, and function. With these biosignature patterns, to understand how they work, don't look at them as static forms. Look at them as a pattern that energy is moving constantly and dynamically within. Energy moves into a shape, and energy is actually programmed to perform a specific function by the shape it moves into. Energy moves into a shape, and the shape determines the function. That gives us a very simple equation in biogeometry for practical work. Energy plus shape equals function. Dr. Kareem has also done numerous projects, not just with human beings, but with animals, with plants, etc. And just to touch on a couple of these, in one project, he worked with a chick farm, had them stop giving the chicks antibiotics and different types of artificial hormones, and instead simply created strong concentrations of BG3 around them. They found that the chickens grew faster, healthier, without any of the normal methods, and actually their flesh, when they were later consumed for food, were actually full of this BG3 energy. He's also done research into the growing of crops and in one of the many projects he's done on the Red Sea, he was given the challenge, can you help us to grow sweet potatoes in salt water? Normally sweet potatoes and other crops will not grow in salt water, but taking the salt out of the Red Sea is an extremely expensive process of desalinization. So to make a long story short, Dr. Kareem took the salt water straight from the Red Sea and ran it through particular shapes of containers and channels that infused the water with this BG3 balancing energy and then applied it to the growing of the sweet potatoes. So what you see on these slides is on the left-hand side, the normal growth of a control normal sweet potato grown with fresh water. Then the one to the right of it is a sweet potato that didn't really grow at all through normal salt water because you can't normally grow crops with salt water. But at the bottom, you see a sweet potato grown with salt water that did not have any of the salt taken out of it, but it simply had been held within BG3 containers and run through BG3 channels to change its vibrational quality. And so Dr. Kareem doesn't make any claims for this, but it shows that the vibrational quality of the water appears to be able to overcome even the actual chemical constituents of the water, which is a remarkable finding. Well, it's done now. So we completed it before, two minutes before, I might add. Um, Sparky Boy, no, no, no. It wasn't referred to as the name. It was just referred to as the uh, effect of the particle. That's it. They, they Right now, they don't know what to fucking name it. It's still going. They don't know how to stop it.
it's running around CERN right now. And the way my buddy told me, he said it, 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 it reminded him of the juggernaut because it never stops. It doesn't so far. They've tried to collide it twice more since then. And so far it's gone through everything else. They've tried to collide it with. It's almost like it's made out of vibranium, bro. I'm serious. I'm not bullshitting you. This particle, they can't stop. So right now, what they're trying to do is contain it. That's what I'm understanding. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm literally dumb on this shit. I'm dead serious. If you serious, if you're serious, I I'm, I will bow to you. I will bow to anybody. Mark Jason Walker. I know his dad is involved in CERN. I, I just I have a buddy who does a lot of research. He's really smart in this shit. He told me about it, and I was like, damn. We got to talk about this. And this this thing at CERN right now, it's dangerous. It's it's more than dangerous. It's scary because they are literally fucking with shit. We, we don't even understand. We can't even grasp. Like, if we fuck with this, we have no idea what this is going to do to our future. I have to feel, I have to think whatever they've done there. They've affected shit because think about it. We didn't even think about the Mandela effect for a, forever. And then all of a sudden people started noticing shit like, hey, where did this go? Like the other day we were talking about uh, was that the uh, was a new thing we just noticed with the Mandela effect. You were just like, hey, wasn't that wasn't that restaurant? It was. Uh, wasn't there. Like checkers. It used to be called checkers. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a hamburger joint called checkers? Yeah, there's still now it, no subway checkers. No. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I just drove by. I just had this argument with my boss yesterday. I just drove by it. Okay. I was like, hey, wasn't the restaurant down here on Abercorn Street always named Checkers? checkers he said, yeah. yes. He said, no. I said, no. I just took a picture of the sign, sent it to him. It says subway checkers on it. I Okay, no idea where that fuck that came from. That's weird. All right. Well, hey. But think about it. When was the last time you heard about that shit? You want to get high? When they started CERN. Get ready. Spark it up. It's time. Thunder. Thunder. Thunder kicks. You gotta wait. It's a longer intro. It's a longer intro. Okay, you had Saturday to practice, you bitch. I missed it yesterday. I mean, I I mean, I was off. I was too late. Like, I didn't get it. Yeah, but yesterday. you had Saturday to figure it out. You. No, that's the that's the normal one. That's not the longer intro one. No, it's the new one. Uh huh. That's yeah. not because the new uh, the new one doesn't have hits from the bottom unless you sent you a new new one. The new one's a video. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Which reminds me, I gotta play that. Yeah. Stand by. I'll put that up. I think we got it around here somewhere. We do. It's in the desktop. That's right. Because I didn't go to present. Do it that way from the desktop. No, I'm not going to do this. Wolf pack. Do this because this is the way you do it. Because <laughs> I want the music still playing. It's still well. No, yeah, it will, but it'll fucking override what I'm playing right now. Because I, I, I played it, I, I played it the other day, yesterday through file share, and I played the video and just turned the sound down, and this music came, continued to play. It, it was 
Well, now I'm going to do it this way. Okay. It'll be fine. I'll be in the background. Here. I'll do this. Makes it better. To all you moms out there, happy Mother's Day. And that's to all the women that can produce children. I'm not talking about the transmission um, weirdos, which I just had to explain to my in-laws about today, which is really funny. Transmission. So, hats off to the ladies. Have a great day and uh, smoke some weed. But yeah, Sparky Boy, I had to explain to my in-laws what transmission was this morning. It was really comical. Was you would have funny. enjoyed it. My dad was like, see, now we're off. It's because we're playing it through this. I'm telling you. See? Yeah, but we sh- we're off now. And we have not been all this entire time. It's because you're doing it through the, the window share. Because right. it's struggling to get through instead of the file share. All right. Well. Let me um, pop that out and get rid of it right now because we're almost done anyway. Yep. So yes, Wolfpack, Wolverines, Thunder Kicks. Yep, Thunder Kicks. <laughs> My dad was like, so now you're telling me George Carlin's rolling over in his... When the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell him? Nah, bear. Nah, Nah, bear. bear. Come on, say it, people. Nah, bear. Nah, Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Oh, FBI, Bob. Bob. We got you. Just in time. Absolutely. Yeah, but my dad was like, so George Carlin's going to be rolling over in his grave because now there's eight words you can't say on television. And I was like, oh, we're... I said that. No, my dad started. He, no. he invoked he George said, Carlin first. He said George Carlin first. I said, yeah, oh, yeah. George Carlin's going to be pissed yeah. because now there's not seven words anymore. There's eight words you can't say anymore. Trans, tranny is one of them. Only when Vlin says it, though. When I say it, it's not a problem. When she says it, it's apparently wrong. Apparently. If I say I'm transmissioned, it's okay. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Only when you talk bad about it do we get kicked off the air for it weird shit there hey really quick uh, i want to bring this one up though since i already have the screen share up like this i'm going to bring this one up really quick just so you guys can see the picture we were looking at before about that kid uh this is max laughlin uh the controversial theory about cern he's the he's the douchebag with it the kid the 13 year old kid he wasn't a douchebag he was really fucking smart and then they're saying, oh, no, 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 he didn't disappear in 2018. Look, he gave his uh, he gave a speech at his graduation in his senior year. And they're saying this guy. They're saying that's the same kid. It's the same kid. Five years later. No. No, there. No, that's not no. the same kid. Nope. Sorry. Nope. Different I don't chin, believe it. Different jawline. Yeah. Different ear, bottom of the earlobes. I can see the, the bottoms, the way they connect to his head. It looks different. Yep. Looks way different. Yeah, it's a no. different kid. That's not, nope. that's not kid. the same kid. Sorry. Not the same kid. They've been doing a lot of that lately. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of that. Uh, you watch this Devin Archer thing's gonna be another one because apparently Devin Archer disappeared. What? what? Yeah, he's supposed to go to jail. Okay, he's supposed to be on his way to prison. And they disappeared at him on his way to prison. Apparently, he never showed up to go to prison. 
So that's going to be another thing that's going to boil over. But that's for Monday. That'll be okay. That's that's a whole Mm. that just came up today. I just heard about it. I was like, whoa, you did not just do that real quick. Actually, before you do that, never mind. Um, I just sent you a picture through text messages. Pull it for real quick. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's your day, but I know right now. I know. I'm sorry. My cousin just sent it to me. I've never seen this picture before. Okay. This apparently. Just hold on. Okay. Just hold your horses, please. All right. This is uh, cousin who? Well, my cousin, my crazy cousin Kelly sent me this picture, but this apparently, this is my, my grandma on my dad's side, my real dad's side, not the one I talk about, but the one that died when I was 13, the one that actually spawned me. Um, Spawn point one. <laughs> Spawn point one. That is my grandma Betty with my dad and my uncle Ron. And my dad's a little toe-headed blonde on the right. That one? Mm-hmm. That it must be the, the little one because my dad was younger than Ron. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Dad looked like me. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. That's the way I looked when I was that age. <laughs> Literally is. Very much so. I have a so. picture I gave to my youngest because my youngest, he has a... Um, he looks just like... He looked just like me when mm-hmm. I was his age. I did, when we were... I mean, we were spitting images of each other. Our hair came down to the same <laughs> level, everything. Just the way he looked, the way he acts, his mannerisms, the whole bit. I was like, holy shit, that's like mini-me. That's why everybody calls him mini-me. Uh, no, her first, her actual dad is dead. Her, yeah. her dad died, uh, fortunately a long, long time ago. Never got mm-hmm. to meet the man. Wish, wish I did though. Yeah. He died when I was 13. Either way. All right. Okay. Anyway. So moving right along, this is the one we just played. So that one's gone. Mm-hmm. This is the All next right. one. This is the one. I hate it when it does that. It it automatically starts playing it. I hate that. So this is the one I was telling you about the ohms and all that shit. So I believe this just, maybe this just came out. This is, um, hold on, I'll tell you guys exactly what it is. Just give me one second here. Because I did put it in here. Um, Now, this is the one I said you, right? Mm -mm. Or was this, uh, this is the one we, no, that's not that one. It's the next one. It's, it's not that one? Yeah. No, that's... Do we not do that one yet? Is it te- is it the Tesla one? Yeah, this is... Okay. I think it's that one. Okay. Well, let's play it. And yeah, see. this is the one that... Okay. Just... You'll, you'll see. You'll see.
hold on, hold on. We're, we're going to flip this around real quick because I didn't even see this. Yeah. So this wasn't even here before. Yeah, it was. No. I did no. that first. Look, 1245. Right. It was yeah, the first one up it there. didn't pop up mm -hmm. in the... Because it was scrolled down. When I was doing this part when i was adding them before so i haven't added this one yet yeah there you go all right so let's, let's add, play this one play this first. one first before we play that one we're gonna play this one okay because so this, this is one, actually ancient alien been called the god particle and yes this so. is about the god this is what we were talking about before about yes. the god particle so this is this is where the ohms and the oz this is where we start getting into um that harmonic resonance that keeps this is the other place that I confirmed some of the information I got from my buddy. This is something you want to pay attention to. Just trust me on the ohms and the Oz, you weren't too far off, dude. You're going to be like, wait a minute, what the fuck? It has been called the key to the universe. We are just discovering something which is completely blowing our minds. A gateway to new technologies. We're going into vast unknown territory. Who knows what we'll find. And possibly the most important scientific breakthrough of all time. It's gonna open up new layers of our understanding of reality. Could the so-called God particle really reveal the truth about our origins? And might clues to its significance have been left here on Earth thousands of years ago by extraterrestrial beings? We can use this to understand our place in the universe and even to teleport and travel through time and space. Millions of people around the world believe we have been visited in the past by extraterrestrial beings. What if it were true? Did ancient aliens really help to shape our history? And if so, might there be evidence in the discovery of the God Particle. Every religion seeks to answer the same question. Where did we come from? Philosophers, sages, and priests have pondered our origins since the dawn of humanity, while science has looked for evidence that might one day give us the answer. Both religion and science approach the idea of where we come from with a set of rules. Science has the scientific method. Religion comes at the same question with its own set of rules, a presupposition that a god or gods exist. Religion gives us a certain view of reality, and science gives us a different view of reality. And yes, there are points at which these two worldviews are compatible. Science and religion, at their best moments, are searching for truth, as is philosophy especially at moments like the moment of the Big Bang, the moment of creation, the Genesis. These streams of thought converge. In effect, science 
and religion and philosophy are all searching for the same thing. It reminds me of Einstein's question, what were God's thoughts when he was making the universe? If science and religion are both searching for answers to the same questions, then why do we so often consider them at odds? Is it necessary that one negates the other? Science speaks nothing whatsoever about the existence of God. And because of that, there's still an opening for God, right? There's still a possibility that God stands behind all this, that God's responsible for the Big Bang. In the ancient world, the philosophers were the scientists. There was no clear distinction between hard research and theological speculations. All serious thinkers were trying to figure out the nature of reality. Now, we consider these to be separate pursuits. If we truly want to bridge the gap between religion and science, we must recognize that religion needs to become more scientific. And science would benefit by becoming a wee bit more religious, not in the mythological sense, but by looking back to the religious, in quote, what they interpret to be myth, and say, if there's any legitimacy or reality to this, what is it? Let's explore, let's discover, let's find out what the truth is. As our technology advances at an increasingly rapid rate, are we getting closer to discovering our true origins and finding out whether or not we really are alone in the universe? Some believe a recent scientific breakthrough may prove to be a giant leap forward in our search for the truth. Geneva, Switzerland. Here, buried over 300 feet beneath the earth and covering a remarkable 17-mile expanse, is the largest and most complex machine ever created, the Large Hadron Collider, or LHC. Smashing tiny protons together at speeds of nearly 670 million miles per hour the LHC creates such intense energy that some people are afraid it could actually create a black hole and swallow up the entire Earth. The Large Hadron Collider is a real triumph of human civilization. It's easily the most complicated and powerful device that the human beings have ever built. You're actually firing two protons into each other and having them collide with an enormous release of energy, recreating conditions in a very small area similar to the Big Bang in its very earliest instant. It is a bit like going back in time towards the Big Bang or the beginning of the universe, getting to points in the history of the universe where the energies were that high. On July 4th, 2012, Thousands crowded outside an auditorium at the European Organization for Nuclear Research, or CERN, to hear the announcement of the LHC's first major finding. Streaming the event live across the world, scientists prepared to reveal a discovery that could solve a decades-old mystery about the nature of our universe.
the atmosphere in the room was uh, was incredible. It was not uh, like a normal physics symposium or seminar. It was truly something of completely different magnitude was, was going to be announced, that it is completely extraordinary, which it was. As a layman, I would now say, I think we have it. What the scientists at CERN had discovered was a tiny bit of matter that some call the God particle. Scientists around the world celebrated the discovery of the God particle as a milestone in human knowledge and thought that it's going to open up new layers of our understanding of reality. But just what is the so-called God particle? And what is it telling us about the universe? Known in the scientific community as the Higgs boson, the particle was first theorized by physicist Peter Higgs in 1964. Its discovery confirms the existence of an invisible force throughout the universe, known as the Higgs field. Scientists believe when particles interact with this field, they acquire mass, which slows them down and allows them to form matter, such as planets and stars. An image that's often used is ping pong balls moving through sand or sugar. Sometimes they're pushed down real deep, sometimes they're on top of the sand. If you're on top, you move around quickly. If you're deep in, you move slowly. And that interaction with this other Higgs particle is what gives other particles their mass. You really can't overemphasize the importance of finally saying there is a Higgs particle and that we really are on the right track. There's great excitement in the scientific community because the Higgs field permeates all of space-time. It's possible, theoretically, to effectively switch off the mass of particles and achieve near light speed very easily. This could open up not only the planets but the stars to human exploration. Whether it's through science, religion, philosophy, or the ancient astronaut theory, the fact is we are all seeking answers to the same questions. Who are we? Where did we come from? And ultimately, where are we going? And so we celebrate a discovery like the Higgs boson or God particle because it brings us that much closer to answering the questions that have fascinated humanity for thousands of years. Scientists believe that the discovery of this tiny particle could represent a quantum leap in our understanding of the universe. Some have even proposed that it could open the door to anti-gravity technology, travel at the speed of light, and the creation of wormholes. However, ancient astronaut theorists propose that the God particle is not a new discovery, but rather a rediscovery. Chandigarh, India. This thriving city at the foot of the towering Himalayas is the capital of India's Punjab state. It was in this region of Northwest India 
that scholars believe a series of religious texts called the Vedas were compiled from oral stories that had been passed down for centuries. The Vedas, according to the Indian tradition itself, were put together in the final form about 5,000 years ago. But these hymns had been circulating in the Indian region for a long time. We do know that not a single letter of the four Vedas has changed, unlike any other texts in the world. So there was a belief that the texts of the Vedas should not be tampered with because they represent the entire cosmos. In the Hindu lore, the Vedas are not of earthly origin. They are from mysterious sources and they are from before time. They are from before human history and are said to be from before even the gods. Major figures in modern science were ardent students of the Vedas. Bors and Schrodinger read arduously. Oppenheimer could read it in Sanskrit. Even Einstein and Tesla were known to have read it. It had a profound influence on modern thinking. Inside these ancient tomes are Hinduism's first stories of creation. In one Vedic text called the Rig Veda, creation was said to have begun suddenly and explosively from an infinitesimal point of pure energy. It describes this strange cosmic egg that begins as a single concentrated point and everything expanded from this single concentrated point to form the universe. Now, if you look at this from a modern perspective, this actually reflects modern science's Big Bang Theory, where the universe began as a singularity and it expanded to form the universe as we know it today. To me, the similarities are astounding. It's not like this idea was just banging around for anybody to see. It was a concept that our scientists didn't start to embrace until the 20th century, and yet it was already there in these texts that are at least 3,000 years old, if not much older. What is remarkable in the Vedas is that they were able to come to an understanding which is very similar to the understanding that modern science has reached through the intuitions of our great contemporary scientists. Is it really possible that the Hindu creation story from the Rig Veda is evidence that people living thousands of years ago may have had knowledge of the precise scientific process involved in the creation of the universe. A process modern scientists are only just beginning to understand. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes and believe that further proof can be found in another early creation story, the Hebrew Bible's Book of Genesis. One of the first phrases in Genesis, let there be light. And this is like the moment of the Big Bang. The whole universe began effectively as light, as energy. We're speaking of moments of existence that humans would experience just as a great flash of light. And in that sense, the story of Genesis and the Bible and science converge. We have in this 
verse the description of the very first light, the light out of which all things came, the light which led finally to matter, to things of substance, to the universe itself. In current scientific theory, fractions of a second after the Big Bang, the Higgs field transformed what had been particles of light into mass, matter, into creation itself. We have very strong parallels with the scriptures. First, light, and then matter. Similar descriptions of the universe beginning from a single point of light can be found in cultures throughout the ancient world, from Egypt to China and to the American Southwest. In the Egyptian creation narrative, the very first god was Atum. He emerged from the darkness to create Egyptian civilization. The Sumerian, the Egyptian, the Norse, something emerges out of darkness. Order emerges out of chaos. Where there was no form, form begins. There is something about these stories that is beyond any one of them that seems to allude to a greater reality. But how is it that the ancient world's most sacred texts all describe creation in much the same way as our current scientific theory? And where did our ancestors get this seemingly advanced understanding of the origins of the universe? Ancient astronaut theorists believe the answers may lie in the stories of the man who compiled the Vedic texts in written form, a mysterious sage named Veda Vyasa. In the Hindu mythologies, Vyasa is believed to be a reincarnation of the god Vishnu, and that Vishnu specifically took on a human embodiment to be able to write down these classic texts this sage Vyasa was the author of the Vedas, was said to be an immortal and ultimately one of the gods himself. Some have suggested that Vyasa came to earth to record and impart this Vedic knowledge to mankind. Now could it be possible that he was in fact an extraterrestrial who came here with a direct mission to bring knowledge to mankind and guide them in their understanding of science and physics. Could Veda Vyasa really have been an extraterrestrial? And might he have educated mankind about the workings of the universe thousands of years before the Large Hadron Collider was ever even constructed? But if so, why? Ancient astronaut theorists believe further evidence can be found in the stories of a Greek scientist 2,500 years ahead of his time. The Thracian coast, Greece. At the northern end of the Aegean Sea lie the ruins of an ancient metropolis. 2,500 years ago, Abdera, was a thriving seaport and trading center. It was a wealthy hub of commerce between empires and the home of one of history's greatest thinkers, Democritus. 
Democritus was a Greek philosopher in the fifth century before the Common Era. He was not just a philosopher, but a scientific theorist. In fact, his great gifts have led him to be revered as the father of modern science. Democritus was born to a wealthy family and educated by Persian magi, learned priests who were said to control the fates. It was believed that he was trained by the magi, these priests of the East, and that he also traveled to Egypt and to Babylon and studied with the secret masters who had these ancient wisdom teachings hidden in their lineage. Democritus traveled quite a bit and through his travels learned uh, quite a lot, traveling east through you know, what we call the ancient Near East, studying with the Magi and studying with Chaldeans who were uh, known for their magical mysterious learnings and their magical mysterious knowledge as well. Through his travels and his interactions with people said to have mysterious knowledge, the young philosopher and mathematician came up with a radical theory concerning all matter in the universe. Democritus theorized that everything, people, plants, stone, and sun, were made of the same stuff, tiny particles he called atomos. He developed an early version of the atomic theory. It is an early theory of everything in the world being made up of these very, very small uh, invisible particles which Democritism called atoms. Democritus argued that there's a fundamental building block. Even though we couldn't see them, that was the theory, the philosophical theory, that was in ancient Greece. This is, this is long before science. When Democritus was talking about atoms, it's amazing how close he got to what we really know. What he was motivated by was the idea that if you cut something up, the pieces still have the same properties. And so he just did the thought experiment. Well, if I keep cutting it smaller, then eventually I'll have the smallest possible piece, and that's the atom. And that's what gives it its properties. That's basically our picture of matter now. That smallest piece is the protons, neutrons, and the electron that make up the atom. What Democritus articulated 2,500 years ago is remarkably similar to today's standard model of physics, the basis of our search for the Higgs boson, or God particle. But how could Democritus have known about the atom and the forces that govern it? Could it be that Democritus had access to advanced and perhaps even extraterrestrial information about the quantum realm? Some ancient astronaut theorists believe that the answer may lie in an even more radical suggestion Democritus made about the cosmos. In his writings, Democritus proposed that there are many worlds and that these worlds even sustained life. Now, could it be that by other worlds, he was maybe even referring to parallel universes? As we fast forward from Democritus to the, the more current era, where the idea of parallel universes has really taken off is the multi-universe view, where all possible universes 
has occurred. This is very similar to Democritus's idea of the making all possible universes, but now they're very much next to each other, parallel in space as well as occurring in time. Some cosmologists today believe our universe is one of many, and that the God particle could lead us to discovering these other universes. Is it possible that Democritus had knowledge of this 2,500 years ago? And might that information have come to him not only from a different world, but perhaps a different universe? Democritus claimed to communicate with what he thought were parallel worlds. He sometimes would exercise his energy by going into places of the dead and would receive what he thought were voices and information which would predict the future. Some accounts of Democritus describe him as having access to magical powers with which he could control the weather and predict natural disasters. He also allegedly communicated with what he referred to as other worlds. And he described images and voices that came to him, giving him all sorts of information. Is it possible that the priests of the Magi, the priests of the Egyptian mystery schools, and the priests of Babylon taught him some form of ancient practice that allows the human body to become an instrument to connect directly on a telepathic level with extraterrestrial beings. The more that we draw forth in science, we're going to discover the truths of the past that have long been hidden from us. Yes, mankind has been directed from the beginning. But did Democritus truly understand atomic theory and the concept of multiple universes all the way back in the 5th century BC? Or is it possible, as some ancient astronaut theorists suggest, that he was simply documenting information passed on to him by more advanced beings? Clues about our universe deliberately left for us to discover over time. Perhaps the answer can be found by looking at the discovery of the God particle and its connection to the Mayan calendar. Palenque, Mexico. These majestic stone ruins are all that remain of the once powerful Mayan city. With its towering stone pyramids and ornate plazas, Palenque reveals the true sophistication of the Mayan civilization. In terms of scientific and artistic achievements, the Maya were among the world's best ancient civilizations. Their advancements in math, engineering, astronomy, geometry were unparalleled in the entire Americas. It was in this ancient Mayan city that researchers have unearthed one of the best examples of a remarkable calendar that tracked not only days and months, but also ages spanning thousands of years. The Maya were very, very intent on recording the passage of time, so much so that early scholars called the entire culture esoteric time worshipers. They had a number of calendrical cycles. 
the one of the last ones they made we call the long count. To the Western mind, you could look at it as the odometer on your car. It clicks through time. And scholars have a difference of opinion whether it is a cycle that will reset itself or whether it is a system that can go backwards and forwards into perpetuity. The Mayans were obsessed with the idea of time cycles and worlds. They believed that we had existed in three previous worlds and that they could forecast or predict the emergence of a new world. And that was the purpose of the Mayan calendar, was to pinpoint a specific date in time when one world would end and a new world would begin. The Mayan calendar last turned on December 21st 2012. Thousands of people from around the world descended on Mayan sites to mark the event. Some, however, saw dire omens in the occasion. The Mayan prediction of the end of the world in December 2012 caused a firestorm of prophecy watchers and people believing that it was actually doomsday. But as we know now, nothing of that nature actually happened at that time. If it wasn't a doomsday clock, as many believed, then just what was this ancient calendar predicting? Ancient astronaut theorists suggest it may have, in fact, been counting down, not to the end of the world, but to the dawn of a new era in human history. The Mayans never said it was going to be doomsday. They simply said it would be a new moment of creation. Maybe the Mayan calendar predicted a monumental leap forward, a transition that would lead us into a whole new era of scientific understanding and possibility. What did happen was we discovered the God particle, the Higgs boson. So perhaps what the Mayan calendar was trying to predict was not some terrible catastrophe, but our own very important discovery of the God particle and how we can use this to understand our place in the universe. If the Maya did indeed predict the discovery of the God particle, did they also leave a clue as to where this knowledge will take us? Some ancient astronaut theorists believe the answer may be found 480 miles north on carved blocks of hard volcanic andesite at another Mayan archaeological site in Izapa. On Stella 5, there is a depiction of a mythological tree that the Maya believed connected the cosmos and the Earth. For the Maya, the world tree bridged the seen and the unseen, the celestial and the earthly. The Mayans believed the tree exuded a kind of syrup or sap called the its. It had qualities that allowed portals to open to make contact with unseen dimensions. It was the key, if you will, to other worlds. The Mayans talked about this type of cosmic ooze that they thought literally emanated from the world tree. It's actually opened up portals to other worlds. 
Maybe they're talking about some type of advanced energy that they didn't directly have access to, but had the understandings and teachings possibly taught to them by extraterrestrials. When I looked at the symbolism of the sacred tree, I got to thinking, what if that sap is the Higgs boson, the God particle, and you have scientists saying that it could potentially lead to time travel and our ability to create tiny wormholes. Now, is it possible that we can use the discovery of the God particle and the Higgs boson to understand our place in the universe and even to teleport and travel through time and space? Was the Mayan calendar devised to predict the discovery of the God particle? And if so, could this mean that we are getting closer to a reconnection with alien beings that visited Earth long ago? Some ancient astronaut theorists believe another clue may be found just outside the entrance to the large Hadron Collider with the statue of Shiva. Geneva, Switzerland. Outside the headquarters of CERN's Large Hadron Collider is a 12-foot statue of the Shiva Nataraja, or the Dancing Shiva, one of Hinduism's most powerful gods. Lord Shiva is one of the three great gods of the Hindu teaching. He is the god of destruction. His job is to destroy, but it is in order to renew. He destroys and creates. His energy, the dance, he's considered the lord of the dance, a, co a cosmic dance, and it is the, the dance of destruction and recreation. God Shiva is a complex character. It's very difficult to understand Shiva in, in, one, uh, in one word, because he's the god of procreation, and he's also the god of destruction. He's also the god that destroys everything, because everything that is created must come to an end. According to Hindu mythology, Shiva is the god who will one day destroy the universe to make way for a new one. Shiva's cosmic dance is not seen as a negative, even though it is greatly destructive. It is destroying in order for something new to be created. So it is an essential part of the process of life that things are cleared away so new things, new possibilities, better possibilities can emerge. But could the various attributes associated with this Hindu god be connected to a recent discovery made at the Large Hadron Collider about how our universe could suddenly and catastrophically end. One of the intriguing outcomes of the Higgs boson mass measurement is the realization that the Higgs boson and the top quark may put us right on the ragged edge of an instability condition in the universe. The universe can exist in several different states. Water, it can exist as steam, as liquid water, frozen ice. If the universe changes state, it would produce 
bubbles of space-time expanding at the speed of light that could destroy everything, all normal matter, all everything in the universe as we know it. Some people are seeing theories that uh, say there's going to be expanding bubbles of nothingness that will create new, whole new universes. And in a sense, we know that the universe has to be unstable because it made the Big Bang in the first place. Could Shiva not only be a mythological deity that represents the ancient Hindu's understanding of the universe, but might he also have been an otherworldly being who passed on information to our ancestors that we are only now rediscovering? Maybe the great god Shiva, the destroyer, was actually trying to communicate in ancient times things that we're learning today about breaking things down to the finest particles and understanding that these are how we understand the basis of life at a subatomic level. In Hindu tradition, Shiva was often portrayed as blue-skinned with a third eye in the middle of his forehead. And if you look at the different depictions of Shiva's dance, you see that he is almost always surrounded by some type of a circular structure with flames. We see parallels to technology where he's always depicted in this circle when he's doing his cosmic dance. It seems very similar to what we see at the Hadron Accelerator and this large circular particle accelerator. Maybe there's some tie-in between Shiva being depicted in a circular device and the way we're smashing particles now in the Hadron Accelerator. Now, what did our human ancestor artists try to depict here? Do the accounts of his cosmic dance refer to some type of misunderstood technology very much similar to the Large Hadron Collider in the Catholic Mass, there is a ceremonial artifact called a monstrance. If you look at this image, if you look at this item, it has a burst of light, very similar to the pattern of Shiva's light, this dance of creation. Some say this shape can be seen in the Hadron Collider at CERN. Answers may be found, not in what CERN has already uncovered, but in discoveries yet to come. CERN headquarters, Geneva, Switzerland. The Large Hadron Collider was heralded as a monumental success when it helped to discover the Higgs boson, or God particle, in 2012. But that was only the beginning. Since then, Researchers have embarked on a multi-year project to upgrade what is already the most powerful machine on Earth by retrofitting it with bigger, better, and more efficient systems. When the Large Hadron Collider is activated again in 2015, it will wield at least double the power it did in 2012 and could boast even 10 times more by the end of the decade. And when you look at the size of the detectors of the Large Hadron Collider, you realize that we really are pushing the limits of technology. The Large Hadron Collider is something like seven times more powerful than anything else that's existed before. 
we'll be even able to get even closer to conditions in time, even closer to the beginning of the Big Bang. The work that is happening right now during the LHC shutdown is to prepare the detectors and the experiments for the big energy step. We are going into even more higher energy, and that means that we are probing deeper and we can be just around the corner of discovering something which is completely blowing our minds. The human race is gonna be focusing more energy in a small area than we've ever done before. So we're looking for a whole new phenomenon. The scientists at CERN hope that by increasing the power of the Large Hadron Collider, they will not only be able to learn more about the God particle, but also uncover other, perhaps even more profound secrets of the universe. But some scientists have voiced concerns that the Large Hadron Collider could create a black hole that would swallow up the Earth, set off a massive nuclear explosion, or even form a vacuum bubble that could tip the balance of the entire universe. Perhaps this is a little hubris, and we all know what happens when physicists uh, get full, full of hubris. Uh, but there's always a little bit of fear when you're pushing back the frontiers of science. It's part of the frontier spirit. We have to admit that we don't know how the universe started. And as we go into higher and higher energies, we don't know what we are going to find because this physics at these levels is an experimental, completely experimental uh, science. We don't have the complete understanding and description of the universe that can create this anxiety and fear that we might create something that will end the universe. When we look at the experiments that have been conducted at CERN with the Large Hadron Collider, it may be that humanity is taking its first baby steps towards the actual construction of the universe. We're manipulating matter at the subatomic level, and we are literally harnessing the forces of creation. Right there. We are manipulating matter at the subatomic level. Right there. Right there. That should be enough. You should have said, nope, I'm done. Nope, that's that natural barrier. You don't cross that. There's some shit you just don't fuck with. I'm sorry, it's got nothing to do with science and natural evolutions and steps and all this other bullshit that they were just bitching about. No, there is a barrier that is cast in stone. You do not go past this point. Period. All right. Well, this is about done. So let me let me put us back up and let me let me explain something to you. all OK, my God. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a physicist. I'm not a fucking astrophysicist or anything like that. I'm not even really a biblical scholar. But let me explain something to you. Okay. This Higgs Boseman particle, the God particle. Higgs Boseman. Whatever. Like I said, not a scientist. But I read a lot and I put puzzle pieces together. Higgs Boseman? You can't put those two together? Really? Anyway. Really? Really? Don't say that. Whatever. Thank you. So. And I've explained this to y'all before, right? 
when they call it a particle, at the very beginning of that, they described it as an energy field. They found this particle, but it's part of a larger energy field that connects everything. Correct. It's the source. No, it's the start of everything. It is the particle is the what begins everything. Okay. That's, but they, 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 hold look, on. Let me, look. let me finish. Let me finish. Cause I've, I've, again, I've talked about this before, right? Yeah, yeah. We are all connected and we are all connected to each other and th to through each other to God. It's the same thing. They are literally trying to put God in a box. It's literally what they've done. They're trying to put him in a box. Okay. I, I'm not going to go there with up. that. I'm not going to go there with that. But again, we're getting to that point where there's certain shit. We're, it's like anything else. Think about it. Back in the day, if the companies didn't want you to know what they were doing, they did what? They built a screen around what they were doing, right? And they camouflaged it. They hit it. They did something to it. Okay. This is one of those things that we're not supposed to know. We're trying to penetrate that box looking through going, Hey God, how did you do this? God's trying to tell us, Hey, look, this is like, look, this is behind the scenes, behind the scenes. You don't need to know this. This is not for your knowledge. Think about it. They're saying, look, our universe started this way. Our universe started according to what we know what, some 120,000 years ago. And it was a bang, according to these scientists. 120 million years ago, whatever the fuck they say it is. Whatever it is. Whatever, they make up shit. Whatever the new timeline is this time. So 120 million years ago, and boom, all of a sudden our world was here, and fast forward a whole bunch of years, and here we are, okay? And now we're trying to recreate the same thing that started it. Wouldn't you think... When you put two positives together, what happens? Well, two positives don't equal a negative. No, they don't. Mm -mm. What does it equal? Mm, positive squared? Positive plus positive. P plus P, what does it equal? Never learned that, like, when they the two Ps are coming to each other? Yes, there is a neutron formed. Two positives smacking into each other causes a neutron. Now you have a PNP, your PNP, your neutron that was formed from that. All I hear when you say a P smack into a P is <laughs> coupling. You're such a weirdo. You're such a fucking weirdo. I knew you were going to go that route. Oh, we're coupling. Such a Sorry. <laughs> so it, yeah, it does produce a neutron. Yeah, I, I skipped physics. It was first period. So either, I literally skipped physics every single day because it was first period and I never made it to school on time. Either way, you do produce that neutron. I just it was his fault. I, I just asking the question because you're you're starting to fuck with shit we're not supposed to fuck with. Definitely not supposed to fuck with it. No, we're not supposed to deal with this at all. Closest we're supposed to get to that is grown weed, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Period. Done. That's it. Side of that, we don't need to know anything else. As long as we can grow a plant's weed, we're good. Don't need to know about the fucking protons smashing into protons and pitons becoming protons and this ton and that ton. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Look, God did his shit. We're here. 
Why exactly. can't we just deal with that? Yes. Why can't we just deal with the current, the present? Why do we need to know how? I don't want to know. He did it for a reason and he'll get rid of us for a reason too if we keep asking fucking questions. Mm. Just saying. Either way. Next. I don't know. You want to wrap it up or do you want to Satan move on to Satan? I, I'm kind of thinking we wrap it up. It is Mother's Day and mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's got shit to do. Yeah. And uh, we do too. And we're on, we're like three and a half yeah, hours in. Yeah, we're three in, and a half so. hours in. So uh, we're going to call it a little early this, this Sunday, but it's for you mothers out there. So for you mothers from us, seriously, no bullshit. Happy Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sit down, crack a cold one for me and um, tell your husband to go get it for you. <laughs> Tell him I told him to do that. It's my job to tell him. So go do it. Uh, get your wife a fucking beer and shut up. Quit your bitching. Or a glass of wine. Or whatever she or wants. Or some champagne. Or yeah, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do that. Just get her that, drink, make her dinner. Yeah. Clean the kitchen. Yeah. Do that shit. And maybe you'll get some tonight. Cause I gotta go do that shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Either oh. way. Seriously, though, have a good Mother's Day, and uh, I appreciate y'all coming by, especially you mothers that tuned in, and everybody else, hey, welcome if you're new, and um, if you're not, you've been here for a hot minute, you know what I'm going to say. Have a good night, fuckers. And uh, for the Mick. And B-Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. We'll see you back tomorrow night for uh, 5.45 for Liana's Lounge, and of course, you can check out Liana tomorrow morning. At 905 over at pilled.net TNA variety show. I'm sure she'll be on tomorrow morning. We just started a huge fucking bullshit. Yes, we are releasing the scratch right now. Yep. Scratch is out. Go get it. Um, as we just started all this shit, I'm sure Lion is gonna have a butt ton to say tomorrow morning to be funny. Either way, the rest of you fuckers have a great night, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for the Mick and V Lynn. Have a great night, fuckers. Thanks for watching. Later.